are Squawking Dead, a podcast pulverizing episodes beyond the Walking Dead universe. I'm your host, David Cameo, and I'm joined by Cosmoman09, Rachel Burt, Sharon A.K. Blazing Gardner. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. Who the <laughs> who is that? I don't even remember your face. Sharon A.K. Blazing Gardner. Bridget's going to be on a bit later. She just arrived to North Carolina. She flew from New York City where she was staying with me while she was attending New York Comic Con. And of course, Survivor's Tier member, Takira. You can reach at ko-fi.com slash Connie Dixon for life. That's Connie Dixon, number four, L-Y-F-E. Hey, guys, we're here live with you. This isn't pre-recorded. This is our first live stream talking about The Walking Dead Daryl Dixon, and it happens to be the season finale, the season one finale. So how about that? No escaping the 20-minute tangent about whatever in the world we decide to go off the rails about tonight. You guys don't know what you're missing in the unedited because we really go off the rails sometimes. We not only go off the rails, we'll give you actually extra to the episode we'll talk about books that relate to the episodes and different stories and podcasts that might relate to what we're talking about that just there's just no time for a three-hour podcast a three-hour recording cannot fit into what we try to make a an hour and a half but doesn't quite make it at least for the daryl dixon episodes if you haven't seen our art design representing the walking to daryl dixon it's not more relevant than it is tonight because basically the book of carol coming back we talked (laughs) a lot about this last week when we covered the news coming out of The Walking Dead at New York Comic Con. Of course, they made many announcements relating to The Ones Who Live, which is the Rick and Michonne spinoff. First of all, they played the finale for the folks in attendance, the finale of The Walking Dead Daryl Dixon. They also did play a teaser of the second season of The Walking Dead Daryl Dixon, which we got finally on Sunday night. And of course, they announced also the title of the second season, which would be called Tickets Takes a Deep Breath because it's a mouthful, The Walking Dead Daryl Dixon, The Book of Carol. And you know what? We had a big exchange on Twitter a couple days ago, I think it was, by that, by now. I let everybody have it. That's not even easy to use the initials for, like FTWD or T-W-O-L or yeah, T-O-W-L, towel. but right. T-W-D-D-D-B-O-C is just, <laughs> it just doesn't roll off the tongue. No. I'm just finding out about this right now as it spilled out of your face. I've been so sheltered. You mean you didn't listen to our podcast? <laughs> I hadn't even watched the episode yet. I couldn't. I couldn't watch your coverage of it if I hadn't even watched the episode yet. <laughs> I'm in our coverage at New York Comic Con. Why isn't? It? I'm kidding. I know you're busy. I'm just that was full of spoilers right too. Some of it, yeah. Yeah, it was. Episode. I was really angry about that. <laughs> the Book of Carol. <laughs> Why does that sound very Star Wars to me? The book of Everybody Carol. keeps saying like the book of Eli. That's what it I made said me think too. of, the mm. book of Eli. But the book of Carol, I foresee a two and a half sided love triangle. Okay, you need to finish that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't... well, I mean, we're we talking about the episode now because it's this is going to go into it. In a minute. So let's get <laughs> first impressions. <laughs> I, feel, I feel you. We're going to get into that, yeah. I'm sure. Because we, I honestly, I think we have a vigorous discussion on I think in the last episode it was very... as a matter of fact it's one of the clips I cut out was us ah. talking about that yeah okay good 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 and this is gonna be a continuation because of course a lot was said and done first impressions Takira what do you got for me was this episode as you'd said at the beginning of the last episode do you think this was better than the last one and I was right I think that it was the best episode of this season for so many reasons there were just so many moments but also the story flowed really well 
well. I think it came to a pretty well-rounded ending as far as getting him to where he needed to go. And they gave us a little extra at the end. Who can complain? Oh, I can see people complaining. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Then again, then again, I'm glad. I'm glad. I don't know if this is for now or later, but I just want to say that we've seen many sides to Daryl that we've never gotten to see before. And I don't want him sharing the screen to mute that. Oh, with Carol? Yeah. To diminish that. Yeah. You know, that is kind of what I was feeling when I'd heard they changed the name or did something with the Mm -hmm. name, the book of Carol. And I'm like, okay, okay, now you're backing off calling the series The Walking Dead Daryl Dixon instead of using a clever name that would have represented both of them at the time. Okay, Rachel, it's been a while. And listen, all for all the shit that we're giving you before we went live. (laughs) Yeah, I I'm sad. It should be known, just like Quinn trying to make known (laughs) (laughs) to Isabel that he was responsible for helping Daryl save Laurent and and she. I am responsible for suggesting this time to make it so that Rachel could be here with enough time to watch the episode. I should be thanked on behalf of everybody here. (laughs) Before you say something, Rachel, I just want to say I had a moment and I was like. Rachel was right. And then I. <laughs> right. Vindicated. <laughs> Wait, yes. right about what exactly? Yes. We'll though. get to it. We'll get to it. Yeah. yeah. We'll get to it. Wait, so yeah. hold on. You interrupted my heartfelt, <laughs> albeit self-aggrandizing <laughs> appeal to, that you got here when I wanted you to be here because we missed because I miss you. Yes. And then we won't even get into it. Thank oh, no, you. We will really? definitely get into it. Let me say thank you, Dave. No, now I mean. Let, oh, let yeah? me say thank you, Dave, because we've all been complaining about doing it on Sundays anyway, because we only get to watch the episode like once I've been or twice complaining about it. before we get to, before we have to record. So yes, thank you for moving it to Monday yeah. for us. Yeah. Well, you're thank welcome. Thank you, Dave. Welcome. So I could be here. Thank you, Dave. It's the last episode too. You said who you weren't going to be able to make a Sunday. <laughs> who who so. are you? I don't. I know. Why, why do you keep saying thank you, Dave? I don't <laughs> <laughs> She's very protective. This Sharon is very protective over me. She's like, who is this lady who's pretending to be part of the family? Anyway. I'm going to go now. No, don't go. Don't go. You'll make me cheer. Okay, anyways. She just put doll Rachel up there in her place anyway. Yeah. (laughs) By the way, my self-aggrandizement, I'm assuming, is what's triggering Bridget in the chat. Dave, suck it. No, I stand by my suck it. Well, listen, you're not here right now, Bungie Brewster. <laughs> but when when you do, we'll I'll do the whole thing. <laughs> but anyway, well, Lonnie says, I, we haven't done this in a while, so we have to say what people say in the chat. Well, first of all, Bridget says, no love triangles. Uh, Walking Dead Terrell says, it might as well be the book of Boba Fett. Uh, there's a joke in there, that's a Star Wars joke in there. Did, so you've watched that? Hold on. You have time to no, not no, no, do anything else. Okay. No, no, no. I'm just saying the when you said that, the first thing I thought of was the book of Boba Fett. Uh, I, that's right. why I said it's very Star Warsy. Like, what is this book that Carol has that must be read? We're going to talk about that more later because I don't like yeah. it. And I will tell you why I don't like it. There's wow. a capital suck it in the in the chat now. Oh, you know, I'm sure. I'm sure there is. But uh, Walking Dead Eternal <laughs> says, I swear Dale got his own music just like Rick did. On I thought about that as well. And, and the Walking Dead 9-5, well, also was played in the first episode. The We're talking about Space Junk, obviously, in the first episode, yeah. the, the pilot episode that was played at the end of that episode, and as well as 9-X-5, when Andy Lincoln left the show, Rick Grimes left the show. But yes, I felt the same way when we got the U2, what was the song called? Seconds. And it's like seconds till the nuclear war, basically. Mm-hmm. Hey, Michael and Lord Zachary, 
it's been too Michael long. Michael and hey, Zachary. Hey, all you amazing Hi, people guys. on the panel. Yes, hey, we missed you. It's been too long. I guess you only come by when when, you, when we're alive, okay? Well, you know, well, we're happy to be here for your enjoyment. Reception's going out, suck it. It's a lot of suck it's from Bridget, and it's like my <laughs> fault that her reception sucks. <laughs> Well, you are a robot, so fix it. Am I? Dave, fix fix my reception. Fix my reception. Oh, oh. (laughs) I I had that panic. That do you remember when I sound like a robot? I had that panic just now. No, No. you don't sound like one. You just are one. I just am one. Yeah. Yeah. No, I conceal the robot voice very well. I've I've upgraded over the years. (laughs) It trickles out sometimes, though. He's like Bender living in the closet of the great big apartment. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, this is where Bridget stayed, by the way, right behind here. This this day. Bed. Oh, I just got shot by your buzz bullet. <laughs> I, did, I didn't even move. Your very uh-huh. existence disturbs the force. I, okay, so <laughs> next. I'll accept well, that. Well, this is perfect timing because, Sharon, what did you think about this episode? And as far as <laughs> endings go, wait, actually, wait, you skipped me. Did I skip? Oh, I did. I'm sorry. I'm I didn't sorry. even answer the question. Oh, we were too busy, like. <laughs> Destroying you, basically. So who is this person who's yeah. giving her first impressions? Like is she a new survivor to your member? Just like crush me, rip my heart out, make me I eat apologize. it, and then be like, fuck you, we don't care what you think about the episode. Get out of here. All the better. All the better. <laughs> <laughs> All the funnier, actually. All right, so sorry about that. You know what threw me off? It was Kira going, wait, wait, I wanted to say, Rachel was right. <laughs> And not talk about it. I was. It, it completely threw I off was. my game. But and then we made fun right of you though. and it just ruined yeah. everything. We knew going into this this whole new series that we were going to get a season two. So I didn't feel like it was going to be completely wrapped up with all of our questions answered. And they didn't. There's still a lot of questions going forward. Michael and Lord Zachary gave us 20 bucks. <gasps> Ooh, and they okay, said, they totally said big love. Thank Yay, you so much, Michael. Thank Lord's. you. See, even they're trying to interrupt you, Rachel. Uh, that's <laughs> okay. Love. I'll allow. I will allow that interruption. That interruption is welcomed. Thank you, guys. So yeah, I thought it was a really good episode. Very action packed. Definitely had me on the edge of my seat. I mean, it's been a while since since I felt like I didn't know what was going to happen. Right. I mean, there were a few, very few predictable, predictable. moments where I'm like, oh, do this and then do that and then boo and then. And yeah, I felt excited watching this. And it was Make really good to feel. Great yeah. again. It was really good to feel excited about this because, I mean, I've been feeling some dread, right. and, like loss right. since. That it won't know, wrap up mothership. the way you wanted it to. Yeah, I've just been like sad since our mothership show ended. And, and then, you know, fear and there's that whole mess. <laughs> <laughs> so I just so then the all important question then is is this series earning the high ratings that it's receiving in your opinion I think then? so it had a slow build but it got there it brought it I will say emotional selfishly I'm not particularly happy with the end not the not the extra end but the end okay. end okay. because he was going because. home just let him uh-huh. go home and then so Lauren's I was like, right to call you out in the last episode up. and I'm like stop <laughs> Just what? Okay, first of all, stop. (laughs) Why are you there? Don't stop this man from going home. And two, how did he sneak out of the nest when like literally everyone is watching him eyes on? How does he just follow Daryl all this way? Because that was not a short trip. I'm pretty sure that was a hallucination or his, he was in his mind That's what I was thinking. Is that a hallucination? Mm. That was the idea of Lorette calling to him, not the actual Lorette. Or. Okay. I can swallow that much better. Spooky beta crap. It could be (laughs) Lorette using his telepathicness and stuff. Oh, because he's a special 
child. He's a special. He's a special. Okay. He's he's a special. Okay. Or I, I can I can get behind that a much even much that because <laughs> no, I was no, no, just totally no. being a dick. No, David, you're ridiculous. No, the ladies. Yeah. No, Sharon, Thank he's right. You. I appreciate. It. <laughs> right, yeah, they you guys are always yeah. right. I, that's I like that was that. my no. first thought. I was like, this has to be a hallucination because number one, how did this kid get there? Yeah. You know what? Okay, well, let's take it one step further because I, I love this. But do you think even finding the grave is even real, or is it I something wanna, that was in his I head? I want to say yes. I would. Say I, I want it to be yes. yes. I want to yeah. say yes. I think, but there the were part a with lot the grave. The part with the well, and we'll what I appreciate about that was that they didn't show him finding it after looking at the third one. He yeah. obviously looked for yeah. a long time. Before a long time. He found mm-hmm. it. And I looked that up, and it should have taken him a long time with the size mm-hmm. of that cemetery. <laughs> Yeah, it was 2,500 dead, basically. 2,501 mm-hmm. on the beaches of Normandy. The graveyard was to cement the fact that he was supposed to be there, to complete the circle, right? It's all about the circle. Mm. Oh, I thought you meant so, that he was supposed to be, like, not exist. No, no. <laughs> okay, yeah. That he was supp- he I wrote was that down, to too. I was thinking of you. Because it's it's the, the record player and all that again. It's the circle. He's completing the circle of coming back to where his grandfather started. And what I felt he was thinking at that point is how different would my life have been if my grandfather grandfather had not enlisted and gotten old over here and started the downslide of the downfall of our family or had come back maybe he would have never been, been alive too right did you guys watch the one hour special no i did not i didn't have time unfortunately so norman says that in his heart the graveyard scene actually made daryl want to go home more that's not what the writers <laughs> yeah you i don't, I don't think know. i don't i feel like the character the person that plays the character doesn't always agree with what the writer Say sure. I think we find that a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he said for him, like he felt like it would have made Daryl want to go home more because it's just a reminder that this was his grandfather's life. He died young in a country where nobody knew him and never got home to his family, and he didn't want to be like that. Mm-hmm. But then, what does that mean? Say to leave, kind of like a. I, well, I know that Judith and RJ, in many ways, are his kids, even though like Michonne did as well, left them. I mean, he's leaving Laurent too, and in many ways, you can't deny that. Or you can you're entitled (laughs) but you can't deny that there is a connection especially throughout this episode you see it in like b-roll throughout this episode how much they're enjoying each other's time having fun with each other learning about philosophy looking at each other across the room it's in some ways yeah of course in many ways he cares about Laurent and how he is and being with him maybe he feels like he's already served his purpose in america with judith and making sure that judith and rj are safe in the commonwealth like you said in i think the two episodes ago when it came to to daryl's dream Right. Which we got to revisit in this yes, episode. Yeah. Laurent is someone who still needs him and he's not really safe because there's still people after him. And I'm also going to guess that Judith and RJ are significantly older. Well, Judith has got to be what? 14, 13, 14 now, if this is what, five, five Let's years. not get started right. on this. Right, so anyway. <laughs> but yeah, you're Judith, right. Judith is older. Definitely older than Laurent. Maybe. Right, well, maybe about the same age, but Laurent's been protected and Judith hasn't. Well, Laurent's and supposed to be what, 12? Technically, according to yeah. this show. Yeah. So Judith might be <laughs> just ever so slightly older. Or not at all. I mean, maybe she is, she's, well, she, technically she's supposed to be younger. No matter how you know? old Judith is supposed to be. Do right. you guys We could talk timelines. Daryl. No. Forever. Do you guys think that Daryl would really do to the group not what Rick did on purpose but basically what Rick did which was disappear alive 
but everyone thinks he's dead because they never heard of him or heard from him again. He can always get word back now that he, now yeah. he knows their ships and stuff. Well, we don't know, but apparently Look, Rick's it been ain't been easy this this far. <laughs> no, but he did. But he did make contact with Carol. But that was in America. Oh, that's well. They were right. on the ship. They were on. No, oh no, 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 no that wasn't sure. the, was right. the gas yeah. station. In that's Freeport. right. Damn. Well, there goes that theory. The boat that's coming to pick him up, he could say instead, let me give you a letter and you take this letter to England and maybe someone in England can get it to Newfoundland. That's a lot of hope. (laughs) That would be a union of hope. Stranger things have happened. I'd rather train a carrier pigeon. For real. (laughs) Wow, we never ended up talking about that too. <laughs> Crazy shit. All right, well, let's let's read a couple of things before we continue. And that is, thank, first of all, thank you, Mike and Lord Zachary, again, for, for your you. generous donation. And if you want to donate too, if you can, if you love what we're doing, you can head over to ko-fi.com slash squawkingdead. And you'll notice that when you do tip us, you'll see your tip. And it'll be here forever on this screen in this video memorialized. And we'll also cut clips and probably show it to people because you're, you're great. And we should show people that you're great. Melani, it was a hallucination, really? The way that the walkers kept appearing had me wondering uh yeah i was gonna talk about that as well how i wanted to i mean it's not up. unusual yeah right it's not unusual to see have lurkers he was yelling at the boat for some reason as if it would hear him maybe i don't know there's i think that comment is specifically what i'm thinking i'm totally on board with laurent being a hallucination like daryl's envisioning him however when we see that overhead shot it appears like those walkers yeah. are going after to- laurent yeah it does they're heading okay. towards him i had an alternative theory which was that Laurent convinced someone he needs to say goodbye to Daryl and instead of going around the outside and taking the longest way possible <laughs> they found, a, they they found, a found the freaking road and went well, straight there <laughs> we might as well bring this up because Kira you you threw up <laughs> You threw up a map of uh, maps. the American Cemetery. Map. Maps. <laughs> well, Google Maps, but it was a map. These people. Oh, Heather Jenks, you. <gasps> Heather. Heather. Thank you, Heather. Female zombie sign with green heart. Thank you, Heather. And there's thank Nicholas you, again Heather. saying thank you uh, to Glenn and after before he kills himself. Thank you, Heather. <laughs> well, see, she threw off our game now, too. Now, now. Well, we don't get to what show the map maps. now. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Heather. I appreciate it. Oh, my goodness. That's I'm just over. Overwhelmed. Kira showed me the Ameri- the cemetery down here. For we did the distance too. We pre-did the distance. Oh no, this is Mont Saint Michel, and this mm-hmm. is the distance straight as the crow flies, as Sharon D says. As the crow flies to the Norman American Normandy. Wow, Norman Normandy. Uh, I didn't <laughs> I didn't make the connection until now. The Normandy American Cemetery, the beach where he's supposedly at. Yeah, as the crow flies, it's about fifty-eight miles. That means over land and sea. And, so uh, we're not they, supposed to believe Daryl walked along the edge of all of this are we yeah i i'm not convinced that that's what he did but it's i mean if you want to be safe but he's clearly walking inland that's what he told them to do though he could have walked around the water there and then gone across land the rest of the way mm-hmm. instead of going around the coast. There was a couple of places where it looked like he was inland, like when he was obviously in the really inland, tall, yeah. in, the, in the really tall grass and, and a couple other places. And obviously he, he walked for a few days because it showed him at night a couple of times. Well, you can even look here. There's a big tributary here following Lasse and you could take that as far as, uh, there's many waterways ways here in His the north. His instructions were to stay by there the ocean. There are roads there. <laughs> was it specifically the ocean? He told him stay by the water and yeah. He said around. he said stay by the water. Isn't a river water? 
right? Am I wrong? No, it's lava. Oh. They don't always hold to correct geography in these shows because Rachel and I did maps of fear and there was stuff that was like, no, no, no. Now, 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 now. We asked Mikey about it and he was like, well, we try to keep some things vague. (laughs) Right. Otherwise people mob the sites. there's freaks like you that go out and look for... Yes. Yes, there are. But what I'm saying here is from where he is, from where Daryl is to the cemetery, there are actual roads that he could have taken Mm -hmm. where he didn't have to walk through mountains and rocks and cliff sides. But did he have a map? He did. We saw him folding one up. Yeah. And you could pick a map up anywhere. I'm sure. One that he can actually read. (laughs) Excuse me? In France? Well, I mean, you can follow. You can follow roads. (laughs) Oh, is that Bridget? Hi. Who's that? Is that that Bridget? Who's that? Bridge T. So just to say, because you may be listening to the audio podcast, Bridget just came on. Well, I miss you already, Bridget, because you were here, as I mentioned at the top of the show, visiting me for the weekend. Not necessarily me. I happen to be a place you crashed at. But it's Bridget. (laughs) KO-FI.com slash Punky Brewster. That's P-U-N-K-Y-B-R-U-I-S-E-T-E-R. Hey, guys. You were going to ask me what my first impressions were. No, this is true. Uh, Let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) He is is spicy tonight. (laughs) We got David with extra spice. (laughs) Anyway. All right. I'll say it. I'll say it it a thousand times. Suck it, Dave. It doesn't sound like you're talking to your mic, Bridget, by the way. Uh, It actually, there we go. It was turned. (laughs) No, it just, I just saw it switch over to the mic. That's what I just saw. That's weird because it was on that mic. No, it was on the the webcam for some reason. Sorry, Dave. Sorry, boys. (laughs) Sorry, boys. Anyway, Sharon E, aka Blazy. What, well, first of all, what did you think of this episode? And did this episode deliver an, a satisfying enough ending for you to keep watching because you hate this show? No, first of all, you, you are <laughs> twisting my words. Okay. I'm strawmanning you to all hell. Spice. I agree with Takira. This is the best episode of the season. Started with a bang. That Walker fight was awesome. It's almost unfair. It was that good. I did say that when the show started that I totally expected to hate it. And I didn't. I didn't hate it. I've I've loved every episode for the most part. Daryl's not one of my favorites. And just like everybody else was like France. And Dog's not there. So. Right. And he left Dog behind. What's up with that, (laughs) Daryl? I felt like it was going to be cheesy and stupid, you know. So I've been pleasantly wrong because the show is great. Isn't it great to be wrong? Did you guys notice that there's like a washed out feeling to the show and the color palette? Yeah. Everything looks very overcast all the time. It's always gray and the whatever color palette they're using or whatever, it makes everything look very gray and washed out, especially pronounced in this episode. Yeah. And I think that yeah. was intentional. I love the ending. A lot of people like Rachel were like, what is, what is going on? Why is Laurent there? But <laughs> But like I, I really think that's just the battle between Daryl's mind. Does he stay or does he go? And, and Laurent's calling to him. Should I stay or should I Oh, Bridget, I for a second, the theory was brought up that the end scene was a hallucination or a figment. What do you what do you think about that? Him oh. seeing Laurent. I thought you might want to weigh on that. I don't. Maybe I could see. That was not my take. What but... is your take? Might as well. We might not come back to this. Oh, my first <laughs> impression. Really... I also have to run. No, to the we're not going to. No. Because I literally walked <laughs> in the door this, and sat down at the just computer. Just this. But anyway. 
I am so, the showrunner here. <laughs> listen to this gimple. Say who's the anyway, barber um, here? <laughs> Wait, that's not a bad thing. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going to pour some milk on him. He's too spicy. Well, one, okay, so the first time I watched this was at New York Comic Con before Shout everybody out. else. That's right. Ooh, suck ooh. it, everybody. Close. Um, anyway. <laughs> so I'm better than you. What do you mean? And when the song came on at the end, I was like, this sounds like old U2. Not like a super well-known U2 song, but like a U2 song. You know, you just see they, they all have that sound. Yeah. Like yes. you can't miss Bono's voice. It sounds anyway. like a vinyl record too. Like that kind of vinyl sound feel. So to it. that song's playing, right? And it sounded vaguely familiar to me because my dad really loved U2. There is this older gentleman who was also bald like my father. So it was almost like being with my dad. It, actually, it was like a really sweet moment. So he's in front of me, uh, like kind of kitty corner, but like in the row immediately in front of me. And he is just rocking out to this song. <laughs> he knows all the words. I can see him singing along. Si- like oh, he's God. not singing out loud, but he's okay, like, okay. he's mouthing every word. And okay, he is respect. just dancing. And I was like, I was so, I was Get it. <laughs> like, I love this. <laughs> I love this. So I don't know what's happening. You clearly have like a connection to this song. And I'm so happy for you. <laughs> I just loved it. I love the song in high school. I said this to Takira. I said this to you privately. I did not say this publicly yet, but whoever said that the fifth episode was the best episode is a moron. Okay, you can look at the block to see who that was because I wrote it. Hands down, <laughs> the best episode of the season. This was I, I, a. Great I still agree episode. with the fifth one. The fifth one I it liked a lot a better. It was a great episode, and yeah, the Carol thing was cool at the end. But even without that, this was a great episode. No, it was definitely a great episode. I still think that the last one was better, though, in my opinion. No, no that gladiator scene at the beginning was incredible. It was super dope. It was super dope. Man, why do you got to be so mean about it? Jeez. We can have different opinions. I like Devon. No, I'm a New Yorker now, Dave. This is how I act. Tales of the Walking Dead. That's fine. Jeez. You know, I could turn you guys off, every one of you, but I, you know, I don't because I'm very loving and I'm, I'm also benevolent. Uh, also, I got Rachel on the show today. I'm benevolent, <laughs> like in an evil way. Um, no, no, I could have, we could have recorded yesterday. Who cares? I don't care. It's fine. It's fine. You guys can be me too. You would have hated that. How would you have managed the sound? I would have hated in, it so much. In the room with you, you would have been so mad. I would have been, I would say, you know what? I'm stepping down as a host and Rachel, <laughs> Rachel. <laughs> If that's a joke, I would never step down. You guys are stuck with me. All of you. All of you. It's true. Crazy eyes. Anyway. If you put me in charge, we would all be on Zoom, and then you would never watch us again because you'd be like, I can't listen to this. Yeah. The quality is so bad. It's terrible. Even right now, even this is barely doable. This is barely acceptable. But we do it for you because sometimes we have to go live and have quality recordings in the background. Hey, Walani. Okay, so let's let me read some comments. Before we continue, first of all, Josh Pineda, hi, thank you for coming. Exactly, hi. Josh Pineda is amazing. He followed us from TikTok all the way to Facebook, and he's he's on our Facebook Live right now. And uh, he does a little Walker cosplay every now and again, and he's a very coordinated dancer. I'm calling you out, Josh Pineda. You're a very coordinated dancer. He and Kayla, was it Kayla Mullins, if I'm getting this right? I know it's Kay Mullins on TikTok and also Instagram. And they they do a lot of duets together. So you were called out, Josh. Boom. Anyway, so Walani says, I liked it better than Did City. Interesting. That must have taken a little bit, a little bit of convincing. Marcus says, we saw it in episode one and he put it away after he on shore because it was destroyed and burnt. What was it exactly? Do you know what he's referring oh, to? Oh, the vest. His, his vest. The oh, vest. the vest. We saw the it. Vest. The, we 
saw it this episode. Right, we saw him right. fold it up and put it in his bag. It was he said it? I didn't know it was the which I thought was interesting. <laughs> okay, I I have something to say. I don't have too much to say about it, but anyway, it's nice. It's nice to see that that's not gone. Mm-hmm. While well, I says seems like an obvious vinyl. symbolism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's too. It's almost too obvious. This is why I said that. Walani <laughs> said, "Love me some vinyl. Love me some you too." All right. Walani agrees with everything I say, obviously, and so that's just, <laughs> it's just me. It's not any of you. <laughs> I can make things up. Hey, Jason Cohn, who's a background actor on Fear the Walking Dead. I'm calling you out too. Hey. He's very psyched for Fear to come back, obviously, because he's in it too. I mean, not obviously. It's Yay. He says it's pretty awesome. So. I'm trying to be super psyched for Fear to come back, but it's hard <laughs> because it's also the end. Yes. Well, it's similar feelings to Rachel, right? This is yeah. what brought us together. Yeah. And it's fear, hard to imagine. Fear it. especially for me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Bridget says, hey, Josh Pineda, I have, I have to follow you on TikTok. What's your name? Josh Pineda. <laughs> just, just, you just told him his own name. My goodness. And first of all, she's here and she's somewhere else. Anyway, it's fine. It's fine. She left the room again. First of all, I'm talking shit because she can't talk back. She <laughs> just got favorite. off an airplane. Could her, give her a break. No, no breaks for Bridget. Anyways, let's. Oh, uh, I was going to go to her first impressions, but now we'll never go to your first impressions, Bridget. <laughs> I'll give my f- impressions at the end of the episode as usual, probably. Bridget maybe. can just yeah, give her last impressions. Yeah. Bridget, no. We know she doesn't get an impression. You snooze, you lose, right? Like Juno said <laughs> oh in the last gosh. episode, and then he gets punched by Daryl in the face. Who pissed so, in your cornflakes today? I want to know if Bridget. you guys can answer the most important <laughs> question from the episode. Is Carol going to go back and let that guy out of the trunk? Yes. No. No. Yes. Yes. No. Yes. No. Absolutely not. Letting it, she burned down the savior remainders after the time jump. <laughs> just because, you know, why not? It's a remove a threat. That guy deserves to die just because he shot a Mustang. There aren't those many of those left in the apocalypse. That Mustang model Mustang, too, is, is, is in one from the 80s, too. Is in 82. He said it was the ugliest Mustang ever made. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I have like a micro machine of that, too. I, I love that car. It's, it's like an 82 uh, Mustang. I know because, well, I don't know, but it sounds like it would match up to the song, which reflects sentiments from 1982. The U2 song, Seconds. Mm. What what, did, what does the 80s mean? That means danger, doesn't it? Oh, wait a minute. Oh, um, on the last one? show. <laughs> By the way, interesting. So They're I'm glad you brought that together. up. Uh, I know that when Just Keep Walking was breaking down the last episode, Deux Amours, they brought up a lot of Last of Us comparisons. So I, I recommend listening to that. Their episodes are usually fairly short. Ooh, I missed last week, but there was something I wanted to bring up that I noticed in the second to last episode when Daryl was still on the state side. Did anyone else catch a glimpse of the Sarah lookalike hurting the walkers onto the truck? Sarah. She had like the long blonde hair and like the pinkish burgundy cap. And I was like, ooh, there she is. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah Rabinowitz? Yes, uh, Sarah Rabinowitz. Oh, from Fear? That's where she ended up, in Maine. In Maine. Right. I did not notice that. Walkers. You know, I wish this wasn't live. So it wasn't her, pop- but I was okay. like, oh, oh, I see you. <laughs> uh, well, it's nice to know where she ended up since Fear didn't bother to tell us. That's exactly yeah. it, isn't it? That's Jackasses. I'm drawing yeah. my own story for her. Since you're here, Aiden actually had a very good observation about that scene. I know we shouldn't be dwelling on this because we have so much more show to cover, but 
He had mentioned that the strobe lights at the back of the trailer to lead the walkers in mm. did remind him of when I think it was Aaron and Daryl were actually out in the world and they were at a it, truck it was when they loading dock. The, it was the canning company and they... Right. The loading dock at the canning right. company. Mm. The cannery. After they let all the walkers out, it showed the wolves getting all the walkers back in by putting the strobe lights and stuff in the trucks and the music. Right. Mm. I figured that was a good way okay. to give Aiden a shout out because since then we hadn't really seen that tactic and the guys in Maine Freeport were using that to herd the walkers into the truck so they could take them to France with a freighter that goes to France. Aiden, shout out. By the way, Aiden Atkin whispers here, remember, who you can reach at ko-fi.com slash Aiden Atkin. And he writes a mean blog. Mm. It's very mean. Not like me today, though. <laughs> Bridget, you're back. What about your first impressions now that you're drinking something? I thought you weren't going to let her do it because listen, she disappeared. I'm a merciful Dave. God. As I've said many times, as long as I give credit to myself for being a merciful God while I'm being what merciful, am I, what I'm am still I talking. You? First impressions. And did you think that this- did. No, you didn't. Not really. <laughs> We told you to do one specific thing, and that was to tell us about that scene. And then I said, okay, oh. now you can give first impressions because you've earned it. Oh. I've earned it. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was good. I can't. Can we move on? Right, and, the, and the ending? Do you think the ending was satisfying enough? Yes. <laughs> yes. There you go. You know, I hired you without paying you. Frankie is so whiny right now because she's so excited that I'm home. How hilarious would it be if Daryl went home and Carol was coming back, coming to France, and they passed each other on the ocean? Not only hilarious, super hilarious. Carol would show up and meet somehow in the vastness of France. She would find Isabel and be like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I know that guy. Daryl. Everybody knows Daryl in France now. He cut a swath across France. Father Daryl. Oh, Father Daryl. Carol would be like, Father Daryl. What happened while I was gone? So can I get to the the triangle with two and a half sides? Yeah, why not? Let's just let's go there. Sure. This is gonna lead into many conversations, I'm sure. Many bits of evidence. I think you're gonna get your wish because they were throwing some eyeballs at each other this episode. Throughout the entire episode upon examination. Bridget, you didn't have time to rewatch this episode. When I offered, you were like, no. I don't want to. I've watched it twice. Did you? Yeah. On a TV, though? I offered to help you watch on a 4K television, and you're like, I watched it with you first time you watched it. What are you talking about? Excuse her. She watched it at Comic Con. She didn't need your stinking TV. I watched it on a big screen. Wow. (laughs) Ungrateful. I watched it with people I don't know. (laughs) That doesn't sound as good a thing. making it seem they were throwing eyeballs at each other pretty hard if carol shows up this is where the the half side of the triangle comes in because i feel like it's gonna be like one-sided maybe or like they think there's gonna be some kind of triangle but i don't know are they gonna do caroler service and make it i don't know i don't know that's just what i see coming you know what it's a fair question that I think some people should uh, weigh in on, especially the people in the chat. I'm just going to say that right now because I would really love to know. Right, what you Walani, guys are Daryl, have you ever been in love? I will say Isabel is his is his type. You're referring to what she says, Daryl. Have you ever been in love? Oh, Walani, Sylvie asks. Walani said. Walani said it in the chat. Yeah, this is yeah. she's quoting Sylvie too. Yeah, right. While they were in the car on the way to the nest, I think. I love the face he made when she asked that question. Well, what do you think that it meant? My husband was correct in saying that that face was like a how the hell am i even supposed to answer that (laughs) question (laughs) (laughs) 
and I can roll with that. Yeah, I can roll with that. Isn't it similar to what Laurent says in the last episode about, I can tell that you miss Isa too, because you, when I ask you about her, you have the same feelings you do about the people you just mentioned. And then he does not respond to that at all. Just like when Sylvie asked the question. Mm -hmm. So what does it mean? Or Sylvie. She's been in a convent her whole life. She finally found a guy that, not not her boyfriend guy, but Daryl, who's a decent dude that she can talk to. She feels comfortable asking questions like this because who else is she ever going to ask about it? As far as she knows, Isabel is a nun too. Isabel doesn't know any of this stuff. So who who else would she talk to about love or anything other than Daryl because it's the only person she could think of to talk to. Mm-hmm. I think that's wonderful. And, and she does ask Isabel herself. It's two or three, three episodes ago, I think it was. By the way, while we were talking... <laughs> Zakira was showing a picture of Sylvie on her side of the screen, which is a very good one. Actually, I like how it auto white balanced and showed the actual screen. Very, mm, very. It was, and it's a good photo of Laika. Laika is her name in real life, mm-hmm. the actress who plays Sylvie. So I'm just saying it made it made Daryl uncomfortable, but I can see where she was coming from because she wants to know this kind of thing, and she's got a mm-hmm. boyfriend. And who better to ask about what a guy would think or feel than the only guy that you know that's trustworthy and you feel comfortable with? And she's so curious, and everything is. So and to new. your point, I, she's sort of also asking for herself too. Mm-hmm. Not just asking Daryl carte blanche. <laughs> right, no. When he doesn't answer, he has that look on his face. And I think a lot of us, uh, maybe I'm speaking for the carolers, are like, oh yeah, he loves Carol. He's in love with Carol. Blah, blah, blah. Which he has love for Carol. Yes, that is undeniable. But to be totally honest, the first thing I thought of was he didn't answer because I don't know if Daryl would be able to recognize that feeling even if he had it. And I think the only person in his mind that came close would be Leah and what happened there. She betrayed him and he's like, was I in love with her? That's where my brain went. You know, I feel like this series in many ways gives respect to that relationship with Leah without having to say it like fear would. (laughs) Fear the Walking (laughs) Dead season eight so far. (laughs) I should be clear. Stop. But it wasn't until you'd said that that I realized, oh, there's a lot of that in these conversations or lack thereof on his end as well. And it does justice for a character who is very quickly written off the show because of time constraints. I'm assuming at this rate in season 11, just getting rid of that character very fast. So thank you for that. That's amazing. Like I said, she's a lot like Leah. That's kind of leans to his type. Well, she was, she didn't grow up a mercenary and um, tried to be (laughs) sort of the opposite. Yeah, very the opposite. She was not a killer nun as he described, by the way. I think that was evidenced very well enough. You know, couldn't even handle... But she is a woman who can take care of herself. Right. And maybe she wasn't raised as a mercenary, but she obviously has some experience on the streets picking pockets. And Mm -hmm. I guess you could say she's a mercenary in her own right because she's still out there taking money for a job. She's tough. She can take... Like you said, (laughs) she she can can take care of herself. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I forgot I wanted to point out kudos to whoever said that Isabel was going to save herself. That was... uh, I think. Charity. Mostly, mostly. We yep. wanted her to. That we was wanted what her we were to. Rooting yeah. For, yeah. Again, taking a skill that you had in your previous life that wasn't super great and making <laughs> something of it in the apocalypse, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I definitely want to dig further into that a little bit more when we get the chance, but I really want to chip away at this this since you brought it up, Sharon, the the lack of a love triangle essentially. If you ask me what those what the lack of response and the looks meant. Did anyone ask you? I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just kick. Hey, I got to throw the spice back. so hard. You've been so spicy. (laughs) (laughs) 
So I <laughs> so glad I'm back, right? <laughs> I, I am actually. This is great. If yeah, if you if, if you'd ask me, and Rachel says no, again, <laughs> I would say that I agree with the fact that yes, this man is in arrested development. Of course, he doesn't know what love is, but I also think I mean, love is obviously a feeling. It doesn't. It, you don't need a technical manual to know what love is. Sometimes, sometimes it's just that easy. I'm and not so, a smart man, but I know what love. No, what love is. <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna do. I want to know what love. Yep. No, wait, what about Taylor Swift? I want you to show me. <laughs> I can't edit this out. No, I'm kidding. I won't. I wouldn't anyway. I think he's mad for even feeling any semblance of something for Isabel. That's what I think it is. You can see that throughout this episode, not just limited to love, but I think part of him is upset that he would miss Laurent. He would miss any of them. I think he feels terrible having to leave them or feeling like he has to leave them. You can see this in the conversation that he has with Losang, the last one that he has. So Daryl's not a monster, right? Like he's a he's a good person. We know this deep down. Arguable. He also knows that he's leaving them in a vulnerable spot that mm-hmm. Janae knows well. where they are yeah. and that she's mm-hmm. coming so I think that does hold some regret for him too I'm not gonna speak my piece on the whole Isabel thing because I don't care one way or the other okay I don't think it's romantic but whatever I also don't think he has romantic feelings with Carol and there's gonna be like a bajillion people on Twitter telling me I'm an idiot and that I'm wrong so it's fine I'm gonna move away from that anyway Bridget I actually touched on that a little bit before that leaving Judith and RJ he knows that they're relatively safe at the Commonwealth now, and they don't need him, whereas Laurent is still in a very vulnerable position, even though he's at the nest, which is safer. It's He's still in a very vulnerable position and needs his help. Whereas well, Daryl was yeah. giving those people arms training, and they clearly get the impression right. that they great were at very it. well. Yeah, they so right. looking fighters. longingly at Isabel, you know, yeah. waving at her as she, as she wakes up for the first time, noticing, by the way, let me throw some more evidence, that he was sleeping right next to her refusing to sleep in another room obviously because this is a you know religious order maybe they want to separate the men and the, the ladies and the men unless they're coupled up you know separate the ladies and the men maybe I don't know just thinking about it out loud well Daryl's the know. kind of person that if she if she turned Dave if she died suddenly and yeah. turned he would be the oh, one that's your thought the, from a, from she was recovering nicely you think that's the reason I thought that too I'm just, right. I'm I was just trying saying to give like, shit. he would be the one to want to put her down and he wouldn't want to mm-hmm. risk anybody else there from that he will mm-hmm. always take that responsibility Mm -hmm. again i'll bring this up again look at how he acts with maggie still to this Mm -hmm. day he owes her everything he feels like because this guy cannot let himself catch a break he will always feel like he owes somebody something and maybe he'll use the excuse of owing isabel something whatever that may be instead of grabbing you know grabbing the ring you know taking a catcher in the rye reference you know grabbing the ring and, and taking what's his even i said i didn't see a whole lot between them romantically Maybe from her end, but not from Daryl's. But as soon as they got to the nest where he felt like he could let his guard down just a little bit, that changed. So maybe like when they were on the road, he didn't allow himself the luxury of feeling anything because they were too busy being on the road and trying to survive. But now that they're at the nest and he can kind of be like, you know, somebody else has got Laurent now, you know, that I don't have to be on him 24-7. That was when he kind of could reciprocate the feeling or whatever is going on between them. But or allow himself to release that fart that he's been holding. I'm not reading anything into this like with Negan and Maggie. They were th- were <laughs> looking at each other hardcore. 
yeah. Isabel and Daryl, not yeah. Maggie and Negan. There was some eyeball action happening that I was not a fan and of. Waving and smiling at each other, both. I'm not here for that. The Maggie and Negan chemistry was there, and like I'm not the only person that saw that, but yeah, that was sparks. that was nothing like this. Like this was straight on. If if Daryl could if his eyeballs could have come out like that, like in the cartoon <laughs> and hers, like, his like the other way, <laughs> their eyeballs would have been meeting in the middle of their the eyelashes table. Okay. as they batted okay. them at each other would meet. Can I they just so long. okay? Let's but wait, wait, wait. Let's one more thing. Up. One more thing. I just being serious, being absolutely serious. The one thing that you can say for sure, maybe mostly, I think we can mostly agree on this, and we don't have to, but it's fine. Daryl's happy there. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm talking about the kind of happy that you don't really see very often from him. He would be very happy if he could let go of the feeling that he has to go home. Right, but it, it gnaws at him, and it would. I think it would for most of us that have that sense well, yeah. of lo- loyalty. You know, when we go to the camp and we're all together and we're all so happy that we're together and we're with each other in person and we're with all these other people that we really love. Why? Oh my God, why am I getting emotional? And then we have to go home. I But I have to go home and I want to go home because that's where my husband is and that's where my dog is and, and that's where life is. But there's also a sadness that pulls you to be like, I wish I could just stay here. So that's yeah. to me where that is. It's that melancholy in happiness. You have the happiness, but you know that there's other obligations. There's other things out there and Bridget, you don't want to leave smart. any of that behind you're super super smart because that is a very good way lo- of looking at this yeah that was but a i'm gonna really have nice to analogy. disagree i'm gonna have to disagree wholeheartedly do you know why this is the only you reason why you're wrong no 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 yes also that but <laughs> Here's where I wholeheartedly disagree. The people that Daryl have to go home to, and I I don't disagree with that. They would say to him, why did you come back home when you found happiness for yourself? They would say, I'd happily let you stay there. It's not like going back to your dog or your wife or whatever, child, wow, um, which is brought up. His dog is there. Yeah, his dog is well, there. He needs to go back to his get dog. Another, he'll, he'll get another dog. No, he'll call no, him, no. He'll call no, him no, my petit no, chouchou. No, no. Like Janae says also, in the last episode. Also, Listen, what do you mean? No, bigger, no. First of all, this is a man a who's picture. never been in a real relationship. Okay, <laughs> it's brought up on Reddit I mean, today, and I got very involved. Leah was real for a minute. Yeah, yeah she, gonna, until she for wasn't. a minute, that was very real. I don't until like to say that he hasn't been real. in a real relationship anymore because it yeah. was real with Leah. It was right. real for a minute till it went. It bad, took you a while. Listen, though, there's a bigger, Kira, right? but there's a bigger picture here. Like Daryl is no, still in the middle of a mission. True, like he still has not completed this mission. Like he still needs to go back and share this information. Much like Laurent said when he tried to run out of the cell and Isabel was like, why did you do that? They could have hurt you. He was like, I was thinking what would Daryl do? (laughs) If Daryl's thinking what would Rick do? Would Rick leave this if he knew that his kids were safe at home? And Uh, would he let go of this this mission that he's on to save someone else? Yeah, I think he definitely Mm. would go home. This is well, Rick I mean, we're I'm, talking I'm about. Did, Rick did you hear the home. last thing? Did you hear the last thing she said though? Rick if someone home. needed him, but if, if someone, someone needed, needed help, him, right? He's if on a mission. Someone needed help, and they needed help. help. Rick would stay and help them. It's like Letter Kenny. When a friend asks for help, you help him. If he knew his children <laughs> were safe at home and didn't have to worry, he would stay and finish the mission before he would leave. Right, but yeah. they would worry, and the, what they're trying to make us think people are is that prepared for what's coming. That I one hundred percent wholeheartedly agree with. But again, all I keep thinking is Daryl knows that Rick has been gone for years and everybody thought he was dead and the heartache 
mistake that everybody suffered because of that. And I don't think he would put anybody at home through that same thing. I don't disagree with that. The wondering, yeah. I Maybe That's he not would fair. say what yeah. would Carol do, but then he would just go burn down the go find <laughs> go find Janae and burn it down. Like burn it all down. <laughs> what was all the fuss? Because she'd end up in the trunk of her Renault. <laughs> <laughs> By himself, no backup. <laughs> yep. Oh, you mean you mean like uh, Joel Miller in the in the hospital? Yeah, that's Carol in a nutshell. <laughs> Joel Miller is is both Daryl and Carol. I, I guess a walking <laughs> a walking hashtag Carol, C A R Y L. Why why two people when you can have one? Okay, well, let's oh. read a couple of comments before we continue. Okay, for while I says Daryl, have you been loved? Josh, you just don't want you me th- to say it. No. Uh, Josh Panetta says, what do you think of Laurent not wanting to kill the zombie to save Isabel initially? And I thought that's a very pivotal moment for him. And it goes to the dream that Daryl had in the third episode, fourth, fourth episode, fourth episode, after he falls to the roof. He thought he was killing a human. That divide is not in Laurent's head at that moment. Yeah. And the things he's that never killed about, a walker either. No. Yeah. As well. He's never had to do that. Plus it's his dad. And it's his dad. Yeah. And it's his dad. Yeah, and so. it was Walker Quinn. Yeah. 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 So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a stack. It's mm-hmm. a huge stack of things against them. And the whole thing that we said from the beginning, which was, it's very possible that they think that these things can somehow reverse and become alive again, or that they're alive to begin yeah. with, too. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Carl even had a few kills under his belt before he had to deal with Laurie. So yeah. Laurent just kind of got yeah, which thrown hard into enough. this, like, kill this walker, and by the way, it's your dad. That's a yeah, lot All the things you thought before, plus it's your dad-ish. The yeah. difference is, he knew his dad for, what, a day? Like 10 minutes, yeah. Two days exactly. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Even he says yeah he was my dad but that wasn't really the issue yeah. i was having you know <laughs> yeah yeah it was well, other things he was really close to isabel too i mean you're talking about a kid who's yeah. never wielded a weapon right what if he hit isabel hit yeah can I say Bridget was there when I was watching it for the first time when that happened I'm like this is I don't like this one bit because this kid (laughs) A has never killed a thing B he's wielding this heavy 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 piece of weaponry and I'm like this is and it would be fitting that Isabel died right there too I I would be I would find that acceptable that he missed Also, I don't like it, but it makes sense. I know I'm always the one saying this, but Walker Quinn started running. He was more agile. I'll say that much. (laughs) A lot of runners. But it might be because he got bit by one of those crazy variant ones. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Speaking of the head exploding, that was awesome. In one of the the walkers that was injected? Wait, no, my favorite part was both of them preparing for the walker to come and then the other walker just came out of nowhere and smashed into him. And ripped awesome. his face off. I'm like, ripped oh, his shit, jaw Walker's off. Eating now. <laughs> yeah. Like, I love what? it. Hey, listen, yeah. as long as they're fighting each other, they ain't fighting us. So that was wild. <laughs> yeah. Like animal behavior, too. That alpha pack mentality or something, maybe to get that food. Them chained together made me think of in episode two when they went to the symphony and the people outside with their arms shackled together. It made me oh. think of that. But that was really, that was really far away. <gasps> You know what, though? Let's dwell on that. What Charity's referring to is, right, the beginning of Alouette. And they're just about to leave the symphony. Sylvie's squaring up to shoot the walker that's dragging the other one by the shackles. The, the one walker is shackled to an obviously dead walker. We were stuck on that imagery. And little did we know, for sure, that ties into the last episode. Yeah. For well, sure. zoomed in was, on the chain. Yeah, the shackles. Mm-hmm. It made you think that there was more to that. So good yeah. catch, Charity, because I didn't even yeah. think of that. Yeah, I didn't either. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. Also, I rewatched the whole series this weekend. So if that was a variant, my girl Sylvie would be gone. Oh yeah, she'd be dead. Like she stabbed the out of the one guy and no hesitation. But the walker, she was like, um... Right, the, the actual guy that was trying to kill her fastly. Uh, yeah, but no. we talked about that though. Yeah, that someone who's trying to actively kill you and a live person has their faculties and they know what they're doing. Whereas yeah. the zombie, right. the walker, doesn't know, and it could still be sick. And you wouldn't kill someone who is just mentally ill. You would try to save them and help them, whatever. Right. So that's right. Kind or of, disease I mean, of the I, spirit yeah. or something like that. But let me let me let's keep going with this because first of all, I love it that we brought it back, and second, there's imagery there too because the reason why that it's that it's important that a that they're shackled together is because b Janae's philosophy about how this started was selfish people wanted more greedy people wanted more and maybe she's referring to greedy people as mostly the united states and maybe that the reason why she's just going to the united states and getting those walkers is because f them they started this maybe maybe i mean obviously they find jenner's tape with the woman who's seeing it on the other side the woman scientist on the other side who's who's looking at the tapes jenner's tapes and so Janae's assumption of the soldier's assumption is that they started this and that's why they have more information or whatever it is. Let's just, but that's not the important part. Let me, let me move on. I think she was betting that because Quinn was an advantageous transactional man that was trying to get one over on her and Daryl was the kind of person who, I, I don't know what he was, the guy who killed Kodron's guy or one of her soldiers, let's say even. I think she thought that they would, just like Quinn assumed that they would fight each other mm-hmm. to stay alive. I think her assumption in chaining them together was was like Quinn had initially assumed so that they can, one of them would survive and the other wouldn't. To show the people that we're better than them. We fight for each other and we fight to, to survive together. You know, the meek who inherit the earth. They, they're her. selfish. Or one of them would throw the other one under the bus and throw him to a walker to distract him or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Because of how threatening these, these walkers are. This is a whole different variety of walker. It's why when you mention the one walker that's dragging the, dragging the dead corpse behind it by the shackles, why that imagery is important is what mm-hmm. is the assumption is mm-hmm. that story too is the is that story and the story that happens time and time again in this universe how many times have we seen somebody otising somebody else where we get it from from the first time we see it or randling or whatever you want to call it how many times on the show have we seen that interesting huh Countless. and now we're kind of like no it's not cool anymore <laughs> now we're now we're turning to big ass softies maybe because we're a decade decade or older than we were when we first saw these shows maybe we can't handle this this maybe like Daryl we've gone so soft in some ways. <laughs> Can we talk about Quinn? I found him hilarious in this episode because I just thought about how he was talking shit to Daryl in the cell and I was like, I just all, wish- Filthy language. Okay, first oh, of all. Oh, sorry. My goodness. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I just wanted Daryl to get up and smack the sugar honey iced tea out of him and he didn't. <laughs> he stayed cool and I was like, okay. And then they get in the arena and he goes from one second squaring up like he was really about to do something to Daryl. Daryl would have demolished him. But then Daryl was like, follow my lead. And he's like, no problem. <laughs> I just thought that okay. was hilarious. The change up. The Doesn't ch- that go? Yeah. There's a point where I think, I can't remember exactly what happens, but 
Quinn looks up with this look on his face that it cracked me up. It, it was one of those things the actor does, just a little actor moment that made that moment even better. Mm-hmm. I caught it the second time. And I was like, man, that's really, that was funny. He was like, <laughs> he gave him that look. I loved it. Can you describe the look for the people no, who are watching us right now? I can't. Is it more of like, I can't, I can't. Amusement? Is it more like, that's frightening? Let's no, cooperate? It's more like, it's more like, all right, that's what I'm going to do. I don't know how to describe it. It was a lot of things going through Quinn's mind of not really knowing what was about to happen. So they go and they get Daryl and he sees Daryl leave. And next thing you know, they're coming to get him and they got a, a chain on him and they see they're going to chain him. to. He sees they're going to chain him to something. Then they chain him to Daryl. He's like, okay, I'm going to have to fight this guy again. And the next thing you know, he sees all these walkers and then he's like, what the F is that? when they start I don't hate him that him much <laughs> right and then what the is that is what he said I, hey, hey, language <laughs> oh my goodness uh, oh so it's Quinn it's I not said you it's fine. I, said I think the look <laughs> finally when Daryl was like follow my lead for a second Quinn might have thought that him and Daryl was feeling the same way about these walkers like damn what are we about to do and then Daryl's like no follow my lead and Quinn is like oh okay, okay. <laughs> like <laughs> Quinn hasn't seen one of those walkers yet either. Right. Daryl just dealt with one. And one thing I noticed is that the emblem on the flag that Daryl is, Daryl the is also on the anatomy book in the. Um... Wait, I brought that up already. <laughs> It's the first episode, second episode, actually. That was a long time ago, Dave. (laughs) It's the pouvoir de vivant symbol, which is interesting. Well, you can go to the blog for that. I go into that a little bit harder in in the first and second blog, just tying together the what they're trying to study, the the walkers and stuff. My favorite part was when Daryl picked up the head and threw it. Did you notice the filed down teeth on the walker? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It had like spiked teeth. I would hate to have that job. You know a little bit more about that too, because right. at um, at New York Comic Con they were talking about how they had specifically paid attention to detail on that one specific piece of filing down the teeth to make them even more aggressive. Right? Who or, filed those down? I want to uh, know. Greg Nicotero I, I don't want that job. Is what I'm saying. I don't want yeah. the yeah. file. I don't want the Walker Teeth filer downer job. But you can keep that. The actress that plays Janae on the hour special after the show, she was talking about Anne Charrier. Yes how huge of a Walking Dead fan she is. And so oh, really? how, yeah. And she was saying like when she was up giving her speech and everything that it was like such a surreal moment to her. Quizzer. And, Quizzer. And how they she was like, that. right. Yeah. She was they like, how she that. was like Quizzer. so excited <laughs> because Daryl threw the head at her. And then she's like, but then I see this head coming towards me and I start freaking out. Because <laughs> it gets real, right? It it's gets like real. real. Yeah. So... <laughs> I really, really like Janae as a villain. She is right, not as a person. <laughs> the end scene with her and Kadron when she's talking about being in the museum at night, all the eyes following her, and now she knows how to read the eyes. Mm. And then he just he pauses. She, you shot my men, and he just pauses for a second. Then takes a long drag off the cigarette. And I'm like, that scene is the most French scene I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> I felt like he wasn't even trying hard to convince her, though. Like, even when he was telling his story, I was. What's I the was point? That's like, a really, here. really good point. I want to know why he went back. I don't know. I don't yeah. Know. How are you going to show up with not a scratch on you and be like, well? <laughs> so. I think this kind of goes to why he didn't kill them in the first place. Because Rachel was right. Because I was right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, now I know what you're referring to. But but you're not really right. You're not right until that one moment where you were right. It's like it's like saying, oh, 
but it came around to me being right. Okay. Like, no, no, mm. but yeah. Okay. Fine. Mm. You get it. <laughs> you get it. What we're talking about for people who aren't following, which of course I didn't at first, Rachel was right from the first episode saying, well, maybe he's not the bad, like a, you know, he's not the worst. Or maybe he's not the bad guy. Right? <laughs> You're saying about, about Caudron not being the bad guy. He's this tattoo show's face. Raleigh. He's just Raleigh. <laughs> oh, I'm convinced Aww. that he's he's yeah, not that much of a bad guy at all. Like, don't say Raleigh because at the at the final analysis, Raleigh was a dick bag. Yeah, Raleigh ended was. up being bad, yeah. Mm. Cadron said earlier that he was kind of conscripted into this army or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. In the third, fourth episode? It's not like he was a gung-ho soldier right. or anything like that. So what I was thinking when, we, when that scene when he didn't kill them was he was saying this guy is just trying to protect this kid like I would try to protect my brother. What if someone was going to kill my brother in front of me? I couldn't stand that. So I feel like he had a sea change. It's like if these people are the kind of people that would want me to just kill a little boy in cold blood in front of the people that love him, I don't want to be a part of this. This is not what I signed on for. Mm-hmm. Killing people, whatever, whatever, doing whatever, but to kill a, a little boy in front of these people. And also, maybe there is something to Laurent where he, the way Laurent looked at him and said, God loves you. It, he was like, I can't, I can't. I think that changed his mind. Why is that so wrong also? That even if you're about to do this, why why kill this kid? He bought into Laurent. He bought into the idea that Laurent could be a messiah, I feel like. You, you, you're you going, that, I'm not going that far, but like, why kill a kid that would feel that way? I just don't think he was going to shoot him, period. It was tough. To answer because your of- question as to why he went back, if he has changed his mind, what better way to help Laurent and the others than to go back and be inside of the enemy? Oh, you're going that far. Okay. I could see that thought initially, but I mean, how are you going to show up without the people you left with? <laughs> <laughs> like Just you like said, he did. his story wasn't very convincing. Yeah. Like he wasn't trying too hard to like convince her of this. Like he know, like I feel like he's got to know that he's going to be punished. You have to also consider the back. fact that we don't know the fact that he's. We don't really know whether he's smart or not. Too, you do get oh. glimpses of. Oh, oh, that's so mean. <laughs> no, <laughs> let me be more specific. So let me be more specific. Okay, you know that some people like um, I don't Rude. know. Who is tactical? Carol. Carol's pretty smart and tactical. She'll judge a situation before acting, except for in season 10, which is very mean of me to say. But but yeah, she's wrong. generally somebody who's she's generally somebody who weighs a situation down before deciding to burn it down, right? If it doesn't benefit or if people might get hurt as a result of burning it down, I won't burn it down. We don't know Codon long enough to know or well enough to know. He's not had as much screen time to know whether he's that kind of person. Maybe he's thinking by going back that he's smart enough to weather the storm he's from marseille and he you know i'm judging people from marseille and (laughs) maybe he's Maybe he's thinking, yeah, you know, we've gotten we've gotten by bigger scrapes. You know, we can we can definitely get one over on Janae, you know, and, and I'm on the inside. I don't know Maybe. that he's necessarily I don't know if I agree with Sharon down that respect well, that he's with them, but I think he could definitely think of something else. You're you're absolutely right. We haven't he hasn't been on screen long enough to for us to get a really good idea of who he is. And it's fair to say that Carol was acting emotionally in season ten, which is what we're seeing what which is what yeah. we're seeing from Cadrone. He's acting very emotionally. 
emotionally trying to avenge yeah. his brother. Yeah, he's throughout. emotionally driven. Yeah, so, I wanted to say so that. So maybe he, maybe he does have a more tactical head about him when he's not acting emotionally. Maybe, but we don't, we don't see okay. enough of him. I well, agree. let's not forget to mention the fact that when when Daryl was burning his hand on the uh, burner, which by the way, interesting that that is a thing that it was not only aggressive but it was also burner. He was like, yeah, yeah, Daryl's getting hurt, yeah. <laughs> his face was it was great, yeah. but it was also a little scary. But anyway, so I, I wanted people to have that fresh in their mind to see the kind of cadron that we've been seeing throughout the whole series, first of all. Either way, we yes. met him in the show right as he was discovering that the worst thing or maybe the second worst thing to ever happen to him had just happened. And we saw him acting only based off of the fact that his brother just died. Every single thing that he did that we saw him do was based off of, For I'm pissed off, my brother's dead, I need to avenge him. He gets in front of them and he's watching Isabel get stabbed. They're telling him to shoot Laurent and he's finally having that moment of clarity like what in the hell have I been doing helping them chase this child down who's innocent? Why? Killing someone in the abstract is also a lot different than being face to face with them and going to shoot them point blank in the face. Mm -hmm. Which is kind of what we're thinking about in World War II, I think it was mostly. It's one thing to bomb them from the sky. It's another thing to storm the beaches and kill them in person. Mm -hmm. Up until World War One, most wars were hand to hand combat. In formations. Then World War One introduced tanks and, fl and planes where you could bomb people and never even see who you were bombing just drop a trench bomb, warfare you know? too trench yeah. warfare yeah very mechanized up until then it was mostly hand to hand you were looking at the person you were getting ready to stab to death with a sword or a pike mm -hmm. or halberd but there's one more thing that you you should consider and i wish they honed in on it a little bit more do you remember what stefan codon's brother's name was michael 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 basically michelle right. michelle mm -hmm. where is the nest yeah. but he didn't know that he didn't know that until after he saved him though no, but it's interesting how something in him, or maybe seeing the situation, got him to stop. And because he did, he picks up the watch and realizes it's good that I stopped because the nest is in the same as Mont Saint Michel. It's my brother's name. Maybe there's a connection there too, in a sense. Maybe it's great. It's good that I spared this child. If anything, that was the thing that may be the thing. If Sharon, if you're right, maybe the thing that put tipped him over to their side. I completely. was just thinking of the woman that he comforted at. I can't remember the place, the place where they met Falu and oh, everything. Sonia. Sonia. And all he did was go up and talk to her. And maybe that's the same thing that happened with Kadron. Remember what, what Laurent says was she said, I made her feel loved. And so maybe when he said that to Kadron, God loves you. And he was looking at him. Maybe Kadron felt loved in that moment and decided that he wasn't going to do that. Yeah. It changed his heart. It's beautiful. Like Pharaoh, it softened his heart. Finally, after feeling, feeling so much rage. Bridget wants to say something. I want to think that that's no, I do you know what? Think I'm going to keep it. talking over her. That's very, fine. Very I'm going to talk today. over you. Um, <laughs> I do. I do want to think that that's it because I. I want to. I want to root for Cadrone. You know, I want to. I want to root for him. But here's the <laughs> other side of this. Okay, I'm going to play devil okay. advocate on this. Okay. He did take me. the watch, mm -hmm. which has their that's location. That's what made me think that. By the way, yeah, it has their yeah, location. But he did take it. Well, here's the thing. He took it. He went back with a really crappy excuse and. He didn't really bother to like hide that he was lying. So maybe it's less about I feel for these people and I want them to live and more I fight with honor. This is dishonorable. And so I will give them a fighting chance because, you know, he says next time, Dixon. And he means that. Okay. I want to hit on that a little bit more because do you remember my reaction when he said that? Mm. 
no. I said, why next time? Why not now? Oh, yeah, Let the kid right. go with Isabel and Sylvie. Kill Dixon now. Why are you letting him go? It reminded me why? of because he's on the Daryl and he's with, so what? With a better to someone. better shoot like him. I said because it made him feel Daryl was protecting this boy just like he tried to protect his brother yeah. and it just yeah, made him yes. you know I can't do this right now I can't why do did Daryl right give a second chance to Dwight mm-hmm. he did the you same know, thing with Dwight Sharon, not now but heart. if you come back I will kill you okay Bridget yeah. you softened my heart yeah. too jeez you have to follow so closely to yeah. Sharon D. I'm gonna pitch you guys against each other hopefully it went it works <laughs> no <laughs> let's read some comments <laughs> Well, Lonnie says chain together, work together. Lol. Come on. Okay. I don't know what these reference because we've waited too long. <laughs> Josh mm-hmm. Pineda says from Facebook, I said, I love when Daryl threw the zombie head. Yes. Perfect. It was perfect. Did you notice that throughout that maybe he and Quinn or maybe just Daryl was noticing, isn't this a lot like a wrestling match? If you give the crowd what it wants, they'll mm-hmm. cheer you on in case um, in point. Yeah. Yeah. Not even when they use the pouvoir flag to put the one walker down, right? It's when they both decapitate the last walker mm-hmm. that was, they were having a hard time hitting the head on because it, mm-hmm. it had a steel yarmulke <laughs> did <laughs> which i wrote in my it notes did. the two of them by the way the last two had a steel yarmulke because quinn's whacking away at that one mm-hmm. he's like oh, i can't just i can't seem to do it but when they decapitate that third trying. one i know i know it's just <laughs> when they decapitate it you notice roar dixon dixon mm-hmm. and then he has to cap it off by throwing the walker <laughs> And they really were cheering him on. Janae forgot that crowds are fickle. Mm-hmm. 100%. They will not do what you expect every time. All he had to do yep. was was do something heroic. They were there for entertainment and they were yeah. entertained. Mm-hmm. Are you yeah. not entertained? On that note, mm-hmm. I wrote specifically this in my, in, my, in my notes because Janae's not wrong about giving the crowd what they want, which is a story, which is an us versus them story, which is what most people respond to. Two sides. I'm rooting for this side. Carol versus Connie. Donnie and we're shown <laughs> somewhere on the side for some reason. Who cares about them for now? We're talking about Daryl and Carol. But that's what most people root for. Most people like football teams. But the stories that people like more, just sh- I'm right, you're wrong. See? Two sides. <laughs> But what people like more are a story of two enemies cooperating to find a common ground against a greater enemy. And so when you see these these underdogs trying to do something here and, and save themselves, cooperate to save themselves equally, like America and the Brits, because Daryl's definitely American. And even though it's not clear what Quinn is, he well, he sounds <laughs> British. And what better representation of that level of allyship as World War II and all that stuff and Normandy and that theme keeps coming up then these two people working together who ostensibly shouldn't because one was a former colony of the other i was getting ready to say um in that case it should be a daryl and isabel up against everybody else because during the revolution Fran- it was france and america against england so mm, oh yeah. yeah wow how, how the turns have turned tables how the turn have tables turned, have turned. <laughs> speaking of vinyl this really reminded me of merle and daryl having to fight in the arena at mm-hmm. Woodbury. Oh, damn you. And they were also shackled together, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah I got yeah, that yeah, same yeah. vibe, yeah. except those walkers didn't have any teeth. They did These not walkers have teeth. had sharpened <laughs> teeth. <laughs> and were faster. And were burners. Yeah. Let's not forget yeah. that too. Which burners. is, I, I called it, I didn't want it to be true at all. I would rather have been wrong. I saw a little Walking Dead, well, at least I thought it was a Walking Dead callback. When Daryl's walking to the boat and he passes the lone walker 
in the tree. It made me think of Shane. On the way to cemetery? Yeah, it made me think of Shane seeing the lone walker walking through the field on the original show. Which came oh. up every now and again, too, throughout the seasons. Yeah. That was Daryl's version of the lone walker. Hey, Lois. Hey, Lois. Hi, Lois. Lois, hi. I know you said hi earlier. I'm sorry, Lois, but you're the one who didn't come on time. <laughs> David's doing a really bad job of reading the comments, so I, yeah. I don't know what's gotten That's into him. Job. You know, I do. I have all the jobs. <laughs> David's saving all the spice for us. He doesn't have any left for the audience. Do you agree that people do prefer two e- enemies, quote unquote, or two uh, opposing sides cooperating to find a great uh, fight, a greater evil over a football fight? See this? I knew it. But like, oh, as opposed to two enemies having at it, like us versus them. Do you think that's more of a of a stirring tale? I don't know. I don't think it matters. As far as a show, yes, but that's not what happens in real life. Lois but. just tipped us four dollars by the way. Thank you, <gasps> Thank Lois. You, Lois. Thank you, Lois. That's very Thank sweet you, of you. Lois. Those kind of situations will get me in the feels. Two people who should not like each other. But is there a but? I mean, not really. It just yeah. When I'm watching a show and I see two people who like hate each other, but then they come together to like solve a problem. Yeah, I mean that that definitely gets me in the feels because it's not something you see in reality ever. That's not real life. It's a rare so, moment when so you do. So when you so. see it happen, it's like when it, I can't think of a time that's ever happened in real life ever. So it's a feel good moment when you get to yeah. see it on screen. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I say it's even more significant when, you, when it happens in real life when two two people who are sworn enemies. If I ever up. see that happen, I will let you know. I've ha- I've had moments like that in grade school. In grade school. Yeah. I've had got I'm going to tell you this out loud. I've oh, had guys <laughs> who a month ago had kicked me square on the balls just for funsies. Ooh. And and then because I let them do that, we're like we were like really good friends by the end of it. It's really stupid. What? This is what guys do, by the way. We'll beat on each other and then because such I, a guy thing. We don't have one time to does something all that, that baggage. Well, Carl and I never came together. To the guy was a bully, anything. by the way. He was bullying other people. I stood up to him and uh, I said, "Yo, you want to? You like kicking people in the balls just for the funsies?" He and this other these two guys were big monsters, a grade lower than me. And then you like you like try kicking me in the balls. Let's see see how you feel about that. Boom! I didn't react. The other one kicks me. Boom! I didn't he he didn't react. They're like putting their arm around me by the end of the day. We're having pizza and they're like following me like lost dogs because. I'm an older I'm older than him too That's this so is fifth grade I, sh- I should remind you this is fifth grade <laughs> and they're in fourth so grade so this is all the fun stuff you get to hear in the unedited recordings guys yeah yeah well no this would <laughs> we've, been, we've been airing this stuff by the way but oh, it's 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 the sworn goodness. enemies turns friend situation okay. you see one guy picking on somebody else you, you rise up and you say hey stop picking up on that guy pick on someone your own size technically I was even though you're a whole smaller. foot shorter than them yeah Oh, goodness. All right. So cool. That happened to David. But it doesn't happen in world politics anyway. Not to discount the lovely Rachel and her love for Carol, because Uh I actually did love Carol's scene. Bridget told me I would love it, and I actually did. Mm -hmm. My fear is that we have seen him blossom being alone, and I don't want that to be muted by Carol's return. I see what you're saying. We've seen him blossom on this solo story. Yes. That we've seen for the last six episodes. Right. And her return turning to the show might over kind of like our fears with Madison right coming back to fear the walking dead in a sense yeah. what does that mean he for might digress well it was actually yeah. it's my struggle uh, with Daryl and any, question. any romance because we lose this story of him finding himself as a person and I don't want to lose that because this is yeah. a big deal if we look at this from the perspective of this is a trauma victim Daryl who yes right. who ha- has recovered from trauma and is finding like that path back to finding himself
himself, being able to work past all of that, all of the trauma that he endured as a kid. And it was a lot. We've we've only gotten little pieces of it, but it has all been horrific. His mom dying suddenly in a fire. You lose your house when that happens. On top of everything horrible else. His dad hardly ever being around. He's drunk all the time when he is. He's mean. He burned him with, you know, cigarettes. This abusive relationship that he grew up in. And then he moves from that to being with his brother and his brother forces him into stuff he doesn't want to do. But he doesn't survive or whatever. And he doesn't know how to do things on his own. So he just follows along with his brother. And it's it's not because he's incapable. It's because he thinks he's incapable. And we're finally at the point Mm -hmm. where we're getting to see him blossom into a really strong person who can do things on his own and who can finally let some of that stuff go. That's its own trauma, right? But then you pack on all of the trauma of an apocalypse. You've lost your friends. You've seen your brother killed. Everybody's been eaten in front of you. So your one of your best friends was beaten to death in front of you and his pregnant wife. It's your fault. Land, right? yeah. We're finally getting to the point where like he's kind of working past that. And seeing that scene at the cemetery where he finds his grandfather's tombstone, all I could think was, you know, you see him and he's crying and I think it's easy to be like, why is he crying? He doesn't even know. He never met this guy. Yeah, I wanted to talk about that a little bit more. But to be so far away from home and find a connection to to home, what are the odds? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. What okay. are the odds that that would happen? That's one in a million. That It's hard for something like that to happen and not see beyond yourself and not say... I'm here for a reason. It's that whole idea of believing in something bigger than yourself, whatever that is. Now, for me, it's God. I think it would be easy to look at this and go, God does exist because why else am I here in this exact moment, seeing this exact thing, finding finally a connection to family that I I never met? The sequence of events of which led to me being here also for better or for worse and for the most part for worse, but because of that, I'm here to help this kid do something. You mentioned like everything happens for a reason. There was like another part in the story where Isabel finally fesses up to the fact that, funny enough, <laughs> the drawing that Laurent prophesized oh about Daryl's <laughs> arrival, which she, you know, she just told Laurent to draw Daryl washing up, a sh- whatever, being in the sea, whatever. She, she's not making Laurent participate in this lie with his knowledge. But yes, yeah, she she fesses up to the fact that she made Laurent do it because it would get him on his side. He is not mad about this. And, and this would be something that Daryl would typically have been pissed about. He does not like it when people lie to him. But he's about to say, I, th- I think he kind of implies that everything happens for a reason. I'm here now. Whatever it was that got me here. And I, I find that the symmetry between between what you just said about Bill Dixon, Bill T. Dixon being as early as his life was cut short. He was a private, by the way. It's something that's worth mentioning. This guy was very young, probably 18, maybe max 20. But there's something to having that connection that's here and, and whatever the secret sauce that led him to being here. I don't know if I necessarily believe it, but I like that it's in this story. Everything happens for a reason. So maybe to your point, maybe he's crying also, not just because there's a connection to home that happens to be here as well, but also, you know, people say that we thank you for your service to servicemen but it's such a deeper connection when you can say thank you for trying because you in the act of you trying however horrible things were for his widow afterwards and however horrible things were for his father probably as a result of his own father his grandfather not being there for him it led him to being with these people living these experiences being here with all of us being able to watch him thrive and grow up until the point Carol comes on the show and ruins all that Uh, you know we get to see that (laughs) 
you get to see that. And I think that's really cool. I think it's really cool. I'm not saying no. that. Way just, to undercut like a, right. an emotional moment. No. I'm not saying that. I just think that <laughs> I'm, I'm totally we finally have room to breathe I with this character. I think there's, I'm saying yeah. this and that. I'm saying this and that. But that's why I'm so adamant against the relationship aspect of it. Because mm-hmm. I want to see okay. him grow. Mm-hmm. And I want him to, I want to see him grow as a person, like as a person. Mm-hmm. But why can't an adult relationship add to him growing as a person? I just think it could distract. But this is, again, this is my frustration with you can be friends with people and it doesn't have to be this all the time. Like, I get that people want relationships in TV shows. We're constantly shipping stuff. But I want to see the opposite of that. It's like with Isabel where we wanted her to save herself. It's the Mm -hmm. same thing. I want him to save himself. People have been saying all this time that Daryl is better off alone and i've never agreed with better off alone that's true but now that we're seeing him alone on this solo mission without all the other characters that have been in his life that he's been supporting and that have been supporting him we're just really able to see a side to him that we would have never sides sides right (laughs) but isabel is part of what's made him grow but that doesn't mean they need to be in a relationship i mean they don't have to but i'm not against it right? right i feel like rachel's rachel wants to say something in particular about this don't you I just feel like I need to defend my girl here. I don't Who, feel who's like... Who's your girl in this scenario? Um, Carol. It's Carol. Okay. <laughs> it's always Carol. I just want to make that very abundantly clear, like Fear of the Walking Dead season eight thus far. I definitely agree. I've been back and forth as far as like the Daryl and Carol shipping thing. They have love for each other. I've said that over and over again. I personally love the relationship that they have right now. I don't think they need anything more. I don't need to see a romantic relationship between them because in my opinion, their relationship is perfect Perfect. the way that it is. I think that they love and support each other the way two people should. I'm biased, obviously, because I want to see Carol on screen. (laughs) But I do think... think, Same as me with Madison. I I was fine with that. But I understood understood the fear. You just took this beautiful moment and you shit all over it. Ew. (laughs) That was disgusting. Yeah, no. I was saying these beautiful things and then you dripped that toxic disgusting sludge all over my words but the comparison is apropos because many of us here are concerned that carol's appearance would diminish the work that they've done with daryl alone and i'm not saying because i hate this or that i'm just saying it's just a reality and i see i i see and i recognize that that concern i think it, it is a valid concern however i'm i'm gonna say from my point of view knowing Carol's character, she would embrace these new sides of Daryl and encourage the changes that he has made and maybe even add to it because she would validate that for him and be like, yes, this is so good for you. And then he would feel empowered to continue on this trajectory. I should clarify, it's not like Carol is going to instantaneously <laughs> be right. in France all of a sudden. Right. Like that. Right. Yeah, like, right. I was yeah. thinking of that as you were talking, I'm Rachel. Sure, yeah. I'm sure yeah. it's going to be a slow burn and so hopefully we do get to see more of this but really the cemetery scene had a lot to do with why I loved this episode so much I'm just saying whatever he does he needs to keep Carol away from Laurent yeah do not (laughs) do not ask her to babysit here's what I love Takira, for the most part, when she speaks, it's very low. But whenever she laughs, it's like, where did that come from? Where is it? 
I almost I died. My spirit left I my body it. and came back. You know, talking about religion. Hey, I'm just kidding. No, no. Now she feels like she doesn't have. No, no, no Takira. I, I'm just making it funny. It was just. It was a little startling, but I got over it very. Quick. Just like Carol coming like back this. to the show. I just. I got I over it. Agree though. I got over it. Do not leave Carol with Laurent. I'm looking forward to a Carol. A Carol Janae beatdown next season. It's gonna happen. <sighs> Wait, st- Carol and Janae? Yeah. 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 Oh, I am so here. Yeah. I'm trying so hard not yeah. to swear. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I saw I, it. <laughs> it's really funny, actually. <sighs> I thought Kublek <laughs> was the most ramrod straight by the and like Janae just blows her out of the water and I like I love that you use the word ramrod to describe yeah. her that's great I love that she, does she have a backbone like a ramrod yes that's part of it she's gonna ramrod her way through whatever she wants Janae I really really love her like I cannot even express how much I love Janae I got some serious CRM vibes in that last yes. little speech she gave to Kadron too Dave the truck that they're in front of the Mansori Mansori yeah and made me I think quit. of Alexa Mansoor, right? You're turning my mic off. Which, why? <laughs> what, what happened? Oh, because you want to say something and Sharon keeps cutting you off? Well, she, look at her face. She's very animated. And also leopardy, because she has a rainbow leopardy tank. Aww. She knows I love her and I pay attention. But yes, okay, Mansoor, yes, Alexa turn. Mansoor from Alexa The Walking Dead World Beyond, yep, who sure. played Hope on that series. Which, by the way, in case people want to know, Mansoor, it's an Arabic word and it means to whom victory belongs. So okay. I thought that was kind of cool, too. She was just hanging with uh, Cassidy McClincy, by the way. Oh, I saw that, too. I was just trying to say two things and then I'm done with the shipping. One. <laughs> Isabel considers herself a nun, so I will not respect her the same way if she decides to be in a relationship with Daryl. Number two, I just want to say that the four people that they like to use as love people for Daryl, he literally looks at all of them in completely different ways. Who are the four people? Just to make it very clear. Isabel, Carol, Connie, Leah. I've never seen him look at them in the same way. Like he has specific ways that he interacts with each of them and it's completely different. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like any of us, isn't it? If we reacted the same way to each other, we love people in different, we love people in different ways. Even, even romantic love looks different in each relationship. With different people. I just don't like that they like to get lumped together and I don't think that they should be at all. Mom, I think sister, aunt, and dead. <laughs> dead. <laughs> the four love interests, possible love interests, maybe. He's from I love Georgia, he's not Alabama. You, first of all, Sharon, do you realize? If people did not get what you said, hopefully they don't. Those people would be like, Mom, are you kidding me? That whole argument about Carol being the mom Who figure? said it was Ooh. Carol? Isabel's the nun. Mother Isabel. Yeah, mother. mother Isabel. Only oh, Mary Mother. Oh, that's so sister, good. not mother. Anyway. <laughs> no, sister is Connie. Either. You don't deal with the... Carol's the aunt. <laughs> so listen. Okay, Carol's so, the cool yeah. aunt that brings you presents at Christmas. I, f- I feel like we're at the Republican debates yeah. where like, so Takira, you said something. Now I have to respond to it. I I get, I get 30 seconds. I get 30 seconds, right? Okay. Somebody I yield my time to the chair. Please, thank you. I need all the time I can get for this one because- This is part of your 30 I, seconds. And I think Sharon is on the same page as me. You're saying- You're out of time it, now. I get it. So 
Sharon D and Rachel had both said at different points of the time in the show that she's a nun. It's gross in reference to Quinn, but also in reference to people wanting Daryl and Isabel to be together. And I have to say that, and I've said this, there's a whole lot of supposed to's like she's not uh. supposed to and he's not supposed to in a world where supposed to's don't exist. I don't okay? give a Y'all are sus. Y'all have agendas, your own little ships. And I know it. And I said, we don't. And even you, Rachel, is as, as evolved as you have continued to evolve on the <laughs> Carol and Daryl situation. Every now and again, I hit like this nerve that you it's like it's like it's like a Texas oil drill. I hit it and it just goes. Whoosh. Lauren Ridloff has her own show and it's not in France. So this has nothing to do with the ship. There's nothing to do with <laughs> You know it is. And you're like, she's a nun. She's not supposed to do that. I'm like, it's as, happening, girl. As, and you better be ready. As far as shipping Daryl and Isabel, I'm with Bridget in the sense that just because there's a male and female character on the screen together, you don't have to shove them together as, as a couple, right? One of the things I right. loved yes. about Ted Lasso was they didn't make Rebecca and Ted a couple. That was right. great. And I don't hate that they may be, they're putting them together in a ship. I don't hate it. If they didn't do it, that would be fine too. But why shouldn't Daryl have love? If he's got brotherly love and sisterly love and friend love, why shouldn't well, yeah, he be allowed to, to be have happy. romantic love too? I don't want anybody to think for a minute that that's like I'm rooting for him to be miserable or anything. I'm not. I mean, I, I see what you guys are saying that you want him to keep being his own person instead of going by what everybody in the group tells him to do. Because that's kind of mm -hmm. what happens for the most part. Everybody in the group mm -hmm. tells him what to do. But I don't feel like Carol is going to come over and start telling him what to do. Oh, yeah. no, And it's I don't feel like Isabel will either. Like. Really what you were saying about I'd him. I'd like to remember. Try no, not yet. <laughs> I would like to erase whatever it is you're trying to remember so I can get this out. <laughs> I think, Bridget, it's because I'm concerned about Daryl's mental health. I actually said this in a Reddit post in, in response to like the whole, the, the Redditor was actually saying something very, very considerate. And it was, why is everybody so against Daryl having a love interest on this show? Because most people don't want it to be in a relationship, period. Hold on, put your hand down. Because I was like that for the longest time. I was like you. Because just like you, isn't his, he, he has a whole other set of arrested development mental issues as well at the time. And this is the last thing he needs is what people tend to think. And I was one of those people too. Narratively, it also works too. Because if the longer you can have him go without being in a relationship, the longer you have people on the hook to try to get him to be in a relationship, which gets people watching. Like the Carol and Daryl, will they, won't they for the so will, many they, won't they. goddamn yeah. years. Right. That's entertaining. Once the will, they, won't they becomes a will, they, the shows tend to like, look at Moonlighting. Moonlighting was great until they actually got Maddie and David together. And then it went down. Oh, down. Mork and Minty. Mork and also, Minty. Cheers. Which is why I like the reference. Once they got Sam and Diane together, it was never as good as it was it was before. a different show mm -hmm. it yeah. always happens it was when the tension have, right it's the tension that makes it exciting and it's not even the tension that's there necessarily, but the tension that we look, people, it's the tension that we put there. Yeah. Because other than that, that one moment in season two, two eleven was it? I don't know. At two eleven, three something. I don't know what it was. Though you want to go fool I think around? It was the first. It was either two oh one or two oh two. Yeah. It, whatever it was. Yeah. It's like you want to fool around, and then from then yeah. on, it was annoying. Okay. So <laughs> okay. Do you twelve years, ten years, twelve do you guys, years? Everybody remembers when Glenn and. Well, wait, wait. I wanted to make one then. one specific. Oh my God, you're still going. I'm sorry. <laughs> Are you trolling right now, Dave? I mean, really, no, no, Dave. No. I want to make this one. This is. I'm wrapping this in a bow. 
we've got to see Dale grow, especially on this journey with Isabelle Laurent and everybody else, and, and learn to be to connect on a deeper level with himself than we've ever seen him before. We've got to see more sides of him. We got to see him resolve underlying issues in his character that have not been addressed in any other show except for this one. And so to watch that, well, what is the next step? I've always said he should grab the ring. He needs to start living for himself rather than for other people, to want for himself and not for what other people want or what he thinks, what other people thinks he should want. Part of that is moving into this next level of being with someone that makes him feel more like himself or being with someone that engenders that or encourages that. And if that is Isabel, I'm for that. That's another level. I want to see this guy be happy. I want to see this guy living for himself. That's part of the equation. I think Daryl would be perfectly fine on his own. I don't think he mm-hmm. is longing for this relationship mm-hmm. status with anybody, to be no, totally honest. Right. So do you remember? Right. Shush! <laughs> so do you with you? <laughs> no. Let me finish. So do you remember when Glenn and Maggie first took up their their thing way back when, right? Mm-hmm. And the first time Glenn went out after that and they got into that shootout at the bar and he hid and he told Maggie he, he got mad at her, right? And he's like, I hid because all I could think about was you. I would be afraid that Daryl would almost feel the same way. If he had a romantic person in his life, would that change his outlook on anything? Would he start fighting for this person or taking less? risk or being overly cautious for this person. I am fully fine with him and Carol for that matter, if I'm being totally honest. If they never have a romantic relationship and it's just this beautiful thing that they have between them right now, I would be so on board for that. Yeah, I'm I'm afraid of what a romantic relationship would do for him and his survival. But didn't we get that answer in this episode? No. Mm -mm. Let me refresh your memory. He survived Leah. Well, there's that. Yeah. Let's even, that's great. And leave that, that's another piece. But the thing that he feared the most, which was his, I don't know about fear the most, but he had that dream at the beginning of the two episodes ago. I think it was the third episode. Paris c'est toujours Paris? No, it was the next one. Oh, with Laurent? Yeah. And how he wasn't able to get to him. He was behind. You see that in this episode today. He couldn't help Isabel, but by extension, help Laurent, help Isabel. And so he does this thing where he says, you're strong enough, do it do it. Like, first of all, he's yelling at the kid, but in a more positive manner of you can do it, do it, save Isabel, do it. it." Mm -hmm. I think that goes to your, to your concerns is that he's not afraid of putting that trust in that somebody else can do it for themselves or do it for other people. And it doesn't always have to be him. And that maybe come what may, we all cast our lot in this world and we only have so much time in this world. And so yes, maybe there'll be moments where he does more than he, maybe he normally would on these shows to help somebody that he loves romantically. But that's life. We all have preferences. We all have kids. Some of us have kids. We might prefer them over other people that they definitely care about. But that's those Sophie, the kinds of Sophie's choice situations that everybody's put, hopefully not everybody's put under, but we is more often put under on these shows. So, hey, I don't want either, but it's going to exist. I guess my, my bigger point is I just don't care to see him in a romantic relationship with anyone. Yeah, because we're selfish and didn't it's my show. <laughs> it's my show. <laughs> I want what I want. I hate to think of him being alone. Yes, me too. I do too. Sure, Dog is great. And I talk a lot of shit about Dog and Daryl. But, you know, the truth yeah. is, Daryl doesn't. Why shouldn't he be able to have someone to come home to at night? If you're going to survive, you got to survive for love. And if you don't, I mean, he has friends to love, but that's not the same thing. It's not no, the same it's thing. Not. I agree with It's not the same thing as, as coming home and, and hugging someone that you that you love. love. Daryl survived Leah, but about 25 other people didn't. <laughs> All Marines. <laughs> All the more reason to celebrate. I'm still salty about Leah, so I don't... 
I, I love how this this series in a way does I going back to that point because it must be reiterated. I love how this series in a way honors Leah that the fact that he can't step into the light when it comes to a romantic thing or refuses to acknowledge that possibility almost heralds to his relationship with Leah. I like it. In this world, I mean it's always a risk to fall in love with somebody, but like in, in, in this the Walking world, Dead universe. A, in the Walking Dead universe, it's a, it's an even bigger risk. You don't know how long you have with this person. What happens if they die and then you feel responsible? I don't I don't know. I can fully understand the hesitancy of not mm. wanting that in this world. Like if you're Daryl, sure. Mm-hmm. Or Carol. I mean, when she went into isolation, I get it. I get it, girl. Wait, get it, girl, or I get it, girl? <laughs> I get it. If you're not around anybody, they're not getting hurt. I'm not getting, I just have to worry about myself. I don't have to worry about anybody. Like, I, I understand that. I get it. And it's totally unfair that he was supposed to have a canon relationship and Angela Kang decided they didn't have time because Lauren went With to the Connie Eternals. Hey, listen, you snooze, you lose. Like Juno says, you snooze, you lose. And then you get punched in the face again by Daryl. Irony, thy name is Daryl's fist. What do you mean you didn't have time? They had time. You know, that's something that I actually did write in that Reddit post as a comment. I said, why not? Why couldn't all of them be possible love interest? But here's the thing. You only have so much time in life. And like anybody in life, you got to shoot your shot. And when you don't shoot your shot, sometimes you don't get that shot again. And if that's Connie, I'm being real right with you, Takira, right now. When Connie showed up, I was all about that life. Okay, with them together. But when I saw him speed off on that motorcycle, I know we're beating a dead horse, but I was a little concerned because first of all, Connie also, she's not proud to the point of being a bragger, but she's a proud woman, Mm -hmm. smart, proud woman. And she's not going to wait around for Daryl. Right. You feel like she might, but you know that she won't. Yeah. And he's been gone a long time. But like anything, that thing with Carol didn't shoot a shot. Connie didn't shoot a shot. And it, it may be too late. Do you think that maybe he feels because he he obviously knows that there were drugs and such in Isabel's past because of what he saw at the apartment, right? So do you think maybe he feels a little more comfortable and a little more in tune with Isabel because they have the same kind of past, including drugs and crime and not being the most savory people? <laughs> what a thing to have in common. But yeah maybe maybe i think if anything i didn't think about that there's more to you than you're allowing other people to see yeah i mean i don't i don't know that he connected with that necessarily because he always said like the drugs weren't his like he was around it but it wasn't him Mm -hmm. right but what i'm saying is they had the same background like i'm not saying yeah. he was doing the drugs yeah no but I he was in saying. that world and she was in that world now granted they were two very different criminal worlds she was in a much more upper class glitzy type setting and he was in georgia <laughs> so <laughs> rural georgia and he was in rural georgia that's that's only a few miles away from florida okay <laughs> just saying <laughs> which is all rural <laughs> except for miami Maybe. Wow. Wow. It's Sharon. He tells us how we really feel. I'm but I not get it. saying hi to Thomas because he's being extra mean. Thomas is here. I think I blocked him. We're fighting. <laughs> Thomas is here. Hi, Thomas. What's we got doing? to meet up with Thomas over the weekend, too. It was great. It was great to hang out with him at, uh, was it? I'm not going to blow the, no, f- bar nine. Well, I see. I swore now, too. Oh, <gasps> yeah. Bad language. Walking Dead Eternal. That's a heart for Connie. Oh, and by the way, we should acknowledge the fact that Walking Dead Eternal is planning on maybe doing a stream on the Walking Dead universe. And he invited all yeah. of us. He gave us an open invitation to join. So now it's official. Aww. Now we said it out loud. Oh, now nice. you have to. That's can't thing. take it back. So sorry. You can't take it back. <laughs> I'm not, there's no editing. There's no editing at this part right now. So 
Yeah. Well, hi. Hi, Thomas. There's the Sophie Hunger song that appears right before they reach the nest. Sophie Hunger does a cover. And these are all French people, so you wouldn't, you wouldn't know them anyway, right? Linda, who's going to watch this later, who's from France? I who's loved good? that song. It was originally composed by Noir Désir. Uh, you know, it's a black desire. And Sophie Hunger covers this song, but she does it in a different mood, too. It's called Le Vent Nous Portera. It means the wind will carry us. Essentially, what it boils down to is that come what may, life doesn't give a crap. Doesn't give a crap about your genes, who you're related to, who your blood relatives are, what re- relationships you have. Eventually, all those things fade away, except for the people who remember you when you're gone. Dust will blow all the things that you did away, all the things you thought would make you legendary in the eyes of all the people. But at I the end of the you day, you <laughs> You know, I kind of wish you were here when we recorded this and I hit you on the head. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not beyond violence. No, I'm kidding. I, of course, I abhor violence. I think that we should let Rachel talk about her favorite lady scene before she goes. Who Who's the favorite lady My, what, in this scenario? Carol. Carol. The scene. Oh, oh well, the I scene. guess we can go that way. Do you know what I said? <laughs> I so Rachel, I was in I was in the room, you know, and there's bad reception at Comic Con because there's so many people <laughs> recording and sending messages and everybody's pinging off the towers. I tried to send during the live stream. My exact quote was Rachel is going to shit her pants when I saw the Ex- end of the episode because I was like, Language, uh, sorry. I did get very excited. She's gonna We are the pants. cursing dead. When did you hear the that the, the book of Carol, Rachel, the, the book of Carol was a thing? When did you hear about that? Today when at you got be- on? At the beginning of this That's amazing. Live feed. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Proof positive that you won't get all your <laughs> your information. I from wish social I wasn't media. getting spoiled. No, <laughs> like, I don't. Exactly. I think I we need to give Rachel a minute to talk about her face of horror competition and encourage yes. everybody no. to go vote. I yes. meant to. But then Takira interrupted me in the beginning. She says, <laughs> that thing I forgot. I even forgot what it was that you were interrupting me about. Rachel was right. <laughs> Let me tee you up, Rachel, because Rachel, yes. supposedly, because everybody's in first place at the face of horror <laughs> competition, apparently. <laughs> Right. But it's it's basically like 10,000 little groups. And Rachel has so far have gone through unscathed and she's in the next of 10,000 rounds, I think. And she's still in first place, which is great. I'm not actually. What? I made sure that you were. I'm in second place. (gasps) She bumped on a second. What? What a a scam. I'm in second place right now. So Brian is in first, I think. uh, In his group. Brian and I are in separate groups. Yeah. Okay. I was in first and then I got bumped down a second. So I'm in the face of horror competition. I'm trying to win some money and the chance to be in um, the Rue magazine. Rue Morgue, right? Shoot, Rue Morgue. Yeah, sorry, I don't have it in front of me. Um, Rue Morgue magazine for a photo shoot with Kane Hodder, which is awesome. So you can go to my Facebook and Instagram. I, think I have it and I have it pinned on Instagram and you can go vote for me. You can vote once every single day. I'm going to say it because Rachel won't. You can also buy votes. Yeah, which is what I've been doing. So, yeah. by the way, if you validate, if you verify your account using a credit card, every vote counts as two votes. Right. That's what I've yeah. been doing. It doesn't charge you anything at no. all. That's what I've been no. doing is the two votes. But yeah. I've been doing a little extra too, just because. This is, this is true. David I'm has a big made jerk. donations to the foundation that this competition is supporting as well. So it's but not like you're just positive. sending money to like, yeah, you're not just like filling somebody's pocket. Like this is going to a really, really great foundation. So if you do donate, those count as extra votes towards 
things for right. me. Also, well. there's a trick. And if you sign up for them to email you, because I have uh, your link pinned to the top of my Facebook page. So when you go through there, you have to either verify with Facebook or a credit card, right? If you have uh -huh. them email you, you get two more free extra votes when you click on Rachel. Ooh. Okay. Oh, okay. I did not okay. know about that. Yeah. If you have That's them, oh, if you sign up for email yes. alerts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Occasionally they also have two for one. So, so I think there's, I think there's three more rounds after this, but if, if I don't finish in first for the current round that I'm in, I get cut. So I have to be right. first in this in round group. or I don't, or I don't move on. Yep. To the next group. Mm -hmm. So do your thing. Do the things Sorry, people. Yeah. people really, really, really help. So. Vote for me. Share it in your stories. Share it on your Facebook. And if you know my Facebook page, you can get to it very easily because it's pinned right to the top. Yeah, my, I have it pinned on my Facebook too. If you go through a different method than you used the first time, you have to do the credit card Facebook thing over again. But if yeah. you use the mm -hmm. same method every time, you don't have to redo it. I just Sorry, if you log in, right. and right. you create a login too yeah. yep. in your browser. So keep voting for Rachel. Listen, I usually don't like to play sides. I'm not that kind of person, but I'm, I'm doing it because I think, I think Rachel needs We also break. have some other family members that are in yeah, the I, competition. Not, mm -hmm. I would so totally trash them right direction, now to I'm make you gonna, win. No, I know you against. won't, but I I will. I'm not gonna hold it against you. Don't yeah. no. We're all we're all family. Don't vote for Brian. Vote if, for Rachel. If I don't, if I don't win. I want it to be Brian. You know, <laughs> I've me actually too, known like four people in this competition. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. We know I we know quite a few people. Yeah. yeah, but it's yeah. it's you all the way. It's, I'm sorry. I'm playing favorites because you're the host and you're my best one of my best friends. So there you go. Okay, so with my last oh, two minutes. Okay, I love you. I'll forgive you all your spiciness tonight. Please do. With my last two minutes, I want to tell you how how very 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 excited I was to see Carol's boots step out of that out of that car and <laughs> Silas will attest because he was watching it with me and I'm like is it is it as soon as the car pulled up and he shot at it I'm like oh <gasps> and the car door opened and her boots went down and I said and I went it is and I got super super excited that was just like <laughs> Laura and Naomi June stepping out of the out of the car in uh season four with oh, the yeah, tennis shoes with the yeah I said yep. I knew that I was Carol right away I was like oh that's Carol <laughs> me too yeah, yeah, we all kind right of away. Were and then this guy with the, this guy with the gun in her face and I'm like bro no right this is not gonna end well for you <laughs> I was watching up on the big TV today and I caught Dennis watching it behind me and he, he was at that part and I turned around and went, you don't mess with Carol. He's like, I see that. Nope. You do not mess with Carol. If you recognize the the motorbiker guy, his name is I Paul Zeiss. I was distracted. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, I know. Which is on second watch, you know, if, you, if you're lucky enough to okay, get a second okay. watch, right, Rachel? The Fat guy, chance. the actor's name is Paul Zeiss. You may have recognized him as, I think he was background on Mayans MC. It's like, talk about oh, people who came oh, over from Sons of oh, Anarchy, okay. Okay. right? Because Mayans MC is like a spinoff of, in that it's universe. like, it's the Fear of the Walking Dead of Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> it is. It really and, uh, is. <laughs> you know, obviously, yeah, uh, we, we got Opie from there. Opie being Beta, obviously one named person. So it's it's just interesting that there's a little bit of crossover. I also thought it was kind of goofy, right? This interaction between these two people, like you're, you know, like okay, obviously she's gonna get something over this guy, as threatening as he is. Also, she was a little aggressive. She's coming up on this guy's rear really fast, oh. really hard. Well, you know, he had Daryl's bike. I was yeah. trying to like, but I was trying to like look at the perspective, like, like what is for all he know. And then he said, "Let me after I take all your stuff, 
And I'm like, okay, now you just, now you just screwed now up. You, yep. you just screwed up. Yep. You could have just left it alone. You would have been fine. But now Carol's got to burn your house down and your face and body. I was just waiting for her to drop the rosary out of her cuff and like <laughs> slap it right? with it or something. I was yep. thinking the same thing. I was like, oh, what's coming out of her sleeve now? Oh, yes. I totally <laughs> right? had flashbacks to that scene and, and, and we, and they delivered. It came out of her sleeve. It just was a different weapon. Richie goes, she's going in the trunk. I mean, he's going in the trunk immediately. <laughs> well, maybe both of them are going. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I thought it, it's interesting because she pulls out a wrench and it's the very thing that I think Daryl was asking, asking from, for. Mm-hmm. Asking from Isabel Sil- for, yeah. Not Sylvie, Isabel, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah you know, yeah. going back to that scene, there is something that Sylvie starts praying when Caudron is about to shoot, potentially, Laurent. You'll miss it if you don't catch it because there's a lot of kinetic energy her, in that scene. But yeah, yeah. So this is actually Psalm 57, verse 3. He shall send from heaven and save me when he that would swallow me up reproacheth. So basically God will save me from a person who would otherwise swallow me up and reproach, reproach me, badmouth me. Selah, which means forever and until the end of all things and or the end of all time. God shall send forth his mercy and his truth, which pairs nicely with what Laurent says later, God loves you. Beyond reproach, beyond whatever you think, God still loves you. Yeah. So I thought that was very That's touching beautiful. that Sylvie, her sister, his sister, saying this prayer and then Laurent says the response basically, God loves you. All right, guys, that's a good spot for me to say goodnight. I thought I'd give you some Bible before you left. Some sweet drinks. I have to go to Carol. I appreciate it. Well, bedtime. Thank you, redheads. Love you guys. Love you guys. guys. Love you guys. Guys, the nest was so beautiful, wasn't it? Whoa, she couldn't even yes. wait for them to leave. Know, My goodness. Okay. Bye, everyone. <laughs> no, I was talking to Rachel and, <laughs> no, no, no. and Bridget. No. Before I go, I do want to say that. I love sewing division. I'm glad that we got this show. I'm just really thankful yeah. that we got this show. Because as stupid as I do need water, Tom. I already drank this whole thing while I was sitting here. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I'm really thankful that we got it. I think it was really beautiful. And I think it was extremely well done. And the cinematography has been incredible. And I'm just really thankful that it's renewed and that we get another season and at new york comic-con norman did say i'll keep playing him for as long yeah. as you guys will let me and i just Aww. i know yeah unlike Aww. many people who leave He's these like shows after so it. many years andy lincoln <laughs> Um, sorry. Christian Serratos. She asked for Rosita to be killed off because she just, she said, I can't just leave that character hanging and not know what happens. And mm-hmm. right. and I just think it's really beautiful to see these actors have such a connection with characters that we have such a connection for. And I am dehydrated, Thomas, and I keep crying, so that's not helping. But anyway. No. <laughs> I love but you guys. Her tears feel like you guys, and It feels like chat, we're at the end of something, but guess what? We're not because we'll be back next week with fear. For anyway. Fear. Yeah. Yeah. Walking Dead's <laughs> final six episodes. Yeah. Which will bring out a whole nother wave of sadness. But good night. Oh, gosh. Good night, Bridget. Good night, Rachel. We guys. missed you so much, Rachel. I'm going to be soft right now. So love we you, love Rachel. you. And we missed you I'll, so much. I'll love talk you to you so another much. three weeks, baby. I know. <gasps> I can't do it anymore. I can't. I can't keep it up anymore. <laughs> That's not how I meant it. Bye. Love you. Bye. Love you. <laughs> I'm sad that I forgot to say this while they were here when we were talking about when Daryl was- So Mont Saint-Michel, you were saying how Mont Saint-Michel was very, very beautiful. I was just so in awe and it's like I wasn't even in person and I was just so in awe of how beautiful it was. But it was a lot about this episode, like when he was climbing the rocky part and it was like a little shack or something. You're saying when he was going to the cemetery? Well, not necessarily the cemetery, but to the shore where he was getting picked up, right. The stone cottage. Yes, it was so cute. 
cute. I was like, oh my gosh. You know, when when you were saying how maybe that scene with Laurent coming up and saying, Daryl, Daryl, <laughs> being a hallucination, I didn't question everything necessarily, but I thought of, okay, so what leads up to that moment that would make us think that that was a hallucination? Was everything that we saw on screen a feeling more than literal right. as well? Because he was, it was raining, you wake up the next day and the dew and the sunlight hitting the grass in the morning, you got to see that. And that was in the promos too, which is top notch. I'm glad we got to see that as in this episode. But I just felt like he was he was sad to, to be gone. Mm-hmm. He was sad to ha- had to leave these people. And he's feeling the things in the rain. You wake up the next morning and you feel a little bit empty. And yet life is still beautiful. Life goes on. And so I just, it's nice how like visual storytelling can tell you how somebody may feel in that moment or how we're supposed to regard him from that moment on and the conflict that goes throughout him and then squaring up and, and landing directly at the grave and having to deal with yeah. that. If that grave scene was even real, by the way. But still, whether it was or wasn't true, it doesn't matter because it, the grave isn't the grave and it's not about the grave. It's about how he feels about seeing the grave, what it means in relation to the story as well. And even Walking Dead Eternals as long could have been, couldn't have followed Daryl. I think it's an illusion or something. Yeah. They talk about how France is its own character on the show. What did we say that about? It wasn't New York City. It, w- it was fear, it wasn't was it? Swatty. Well, <laughs> I th- no, we were talking about the fear landscape. I remember ta- saying that that was an additional character. The desolation, the scarcity, right? It was it was the, like the villain of the show. It's what made you fall in love with us, right, Sharendy? When I said that? Oh, I mean, yeah, that's that's season seven. I was watching way before that. I was watching you in season five. Right. That's when I said it. Well, season four <laughs> is when I said it. Actually. I wasn't watching Sorry. you in Sorry, season four. Sorry, I keep cutting off. Connie, uh, Connie, Takira. Damn, now well, she's also your, Connie now Dixon for her life. Wrong, Takira. Listen, she's not mad at it though. Ever since the first time I walked up on Robert in person, and he was like, oh, "Connie," I was like, "I answer to Connie from now on." I'm that's Connie. Just, I'm Connie. That's, that's it. I'm, I'll be Connie. <laughs> Even the horrible things were beautiful. Have beauty. Yeah, I definitely feel you. Well, I mean, the color of the walkers' jumpsuits, the burners. Mm-hmm. Well, like Sharon, like what you were saying before, even though things looked washed out even like there, in the tense scenes there were no vibrant colors in it right 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 yet the emotions and the things that were happening in the scenes were kinetic mm-hmm. you almost have to mute them down everything was so kinetic we do have to do one more thing and you know what it's going to be the big question quinn we have to go back to him because yeah. we said a lot of things yeah we all said a lot of things every single episode i said that quinn was genuinely trying to atone or make things right with isabel in the last episode going back on what i said originally that he's a dirt bag that needs to be in the dirt. By the time this episode rolls around, I feel I actually feel like his actions in this episode, regardless of how he sounds and what he says, I think his actions spoke louder than words. And now I'm wondering now if you guys have a, a change of heart on him having seen what transpired throughout this episode. I did not find him slimy in this episode. Well, I still found him slimy. <laughs> I didn't think he became a better human being, but he just wasn't as slimy as I found him previously. Do you think was- he redeemed himself is my no. question, really? No. Not really. Oh, wow. Not even a little. No. He did it because he had to. Because Daryl could have just chopped his head off and then cut his arm off after he was dead. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, I'm, let me be but a better nice person. But it's nice to offer. And then he made sure to tell <laughs> To Isabel. tell Izzy. Yeah. He also didn't have to 
give his life. It was gone anyway. Not only does he offer his wrist, but he also offers his body. Because when the soldiers are around the corner, it's almost understood that he jumps out and attacks them all. He's like, my life is over. I, I don't have to do this. He doesn't really have to do this. But he's deciding to go out on a bang and giving Daryl himself, the guy who beat him up two episodes prior, who he definitely wants revenge over and calls him a ponce in the last episode. But he gives him a chance. You know, at every opportunity where he could take revenge on Daryl, it maybe says that Janae was right about him, that he's more of a transactional man, more than having pride in himself. He didn't take his revenge on Daryl in the pit because he definitely would have died if Daryl was dead. He would have, yeah. His transactional nature. He had no other choice. I was yeah. just going to say, the only thing I respected that he did was not turning on Daryl in the, the match, but at the same time, if he did, the walkers right, would have completely would destroyed that him. That was yeah. self-preservation until he realized yeah. he was bit. And then even further, so how many people have we seen on the show decide to spend their last last moments not doing something altru- altruistic? Yes, maybe some, but many of the, on this show will go, ah, they'll die like die they'll die they'll get eaten or oh yeah i'm 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 thinking vividly of john dory senior have you know i mean he gave himself to the walker horde to give morgan more time to get away with baby mo in season seven but that's my case in point in a sense sure that's what a good guy would do but a bad guy essentially and i'm not i'm not saying he's a good guy you said he's like not as slimy i'm saying no he's still slimy (laughs) but actions speak louder than words we've seen this trope over and over again he could have just spent his last moment smoking, effing off and smoking a cigarette. He didn't have to do this for Isabel. I just feel like there's something there. He didn't have time to figure out how to be slimy. There was so much going on. That's what I truly think. The thing yeah. is, he still did it because he wanted Isabel to think that he was a good person, not because he actually was a good person. I can get behind oh, that. So you know I how- I can get behind that. Well, I don't know if y'all heard this, but Charmed told me that pride is the worst of the seven deadly sins. <laughs> And I feel like his pride wasn't going to let him go out like a wuss no matter what was happening. Yeah, but his pride would have made him capture the opportunity of him dying anyway to kill Daryl. It's dicey whether or not Isabel would have let... See, the thing is, if you question his motives and say, well, does he really care about Isabel? Does he want Does he want her to survive long enough to, know, to let her know that he made it happen, that she could survive even though he was going to die anyway? Mm-hmm. Right? Is it worth that, all that trouble? Or is it more worth trying to trounce a guy who's bested him at every turn beat his ass two episodes ago see i'm trying to figure that out even do a good job of that because then he almost killed isabel when he came a walker anyway (laughs) right right (laughs) god everybody wants to blame quinn i'm trying to i'm a quinn apologist hundred percent and that's fine with me also richie has a theory about how quinn kind of died in his mind saying all right i'm going out fighting i'm I'm gonna f some poop up before i i go out and that that might be why he was such a lively walker when he turned (laughs) (laughs) he had a skip in his step he was a happy walker (laughs) i did what i had to do Uh, maybe I don't know but also it's more likely that it, it was a variant that the variant that, yeah. that was the thing yeah and he's a na- he's a natural variant he's not as like right. jittery as the other ones he's a natural occurring variant aggressive maybe like the first walker. doctor like in the world beyond yeah scene is that mm-hmm. okay yeah, yeah yeah it wasn't as twitchy and right yeah it wasn't yeah so there was a big argument about huh you know what I'm about to talk about mm-hmm. Kira the whole and Twitter had something to say about this as well it's when Isabel tries to give him the guilt trip is according to what most people say and that was I think you care about him and that scares you you think 
think you're escaping history by doing this, but you're not. You're repeating it, is what Isabel says to Daryl before. He tries to slip out like they meant nothing to him. He says, you believe what you believe and I respect you for that. This place feels like home to you in Laurent, but I have my own home to get back to. He, She says, what about, this is earlier, what about Laurent? You're going to leave and abandon him like your father did to you? Bitch. Yeah, that's, nobody liked that line. Bitch. Nobody liked that line. I do want to, <laughs> but I do want to root that out because she's not wrong. She's dead wrong. But it comes back to the circle. It's the cycle we talk about all the time with abuse and stuff. It's the cycle. And she's yeah. trying to help him break the cycle. She's being manipulative. I understand they have a bond and all that, but don't come at him like that's his kid. It's not his kid. But it's not her kid either. Yeah. Yeah. Also, we don't belong to each other, but yet we love each other. And sometimes when you love each other, you have to say the hard truths. But that is her kid. That's his mom. In the apocalypse, that is his mom. And in the apocalypse, they'd be boyfriend and girlfriend. But still, I'm not complaining. No. (laughs) Why not? But why not? When you care about somebody, like, let's say you don't say it. Let's say we go on the idea that Daryl and Carol are are essentially, let's just use that as an example. After all this time, you don't have to say it, right? You don't have to say it. You don't have to say it. It just is. But isn't that true then with everything else? Isn't in some ways long and he, a brother scenario, like they could be seen as brothers. They can be seen as largely father and son. And isn't leaving that child figure or what at least Laurent perceives as a father figure, regardless of how Daryl feels. Daryl picks up the fact that Laurent wants to be like him and in the very same way that if that one would want to be a lot like their dad so how can you slip out in the middle of the night like your dad did many times even though things were easier without him to which he by the way does not respond Isabel says when they're driving so it's good no no while he's fixing the engine oh it's so I guess it's good that Laurent didn't grow up with a shitty father figure and Daryl stays silent he doesn't respond to this so he should know better he had a shitty dad that maybe in some ways it's it's better than having no dad. I don't want to weigh in on that, but maybe he feels deep down like maybe there was something redeeming about him. You know, maybe there could have been something about him that he liked, even though most of it was crappy. So going back to he and Laurent, how dare you? How dare you? Really, how dare you? How dare she? But what's your response to that, though? How do you leave a kid like that, knowing what it was like to be left? I mean, he left Judith after he promised not to leave her. So she was right to say, hey, I know you don't know any better, but how dare you? Maybe I still say how dare she. You don't have much to back it up other than your feelings. <laughs> I'm a parent and I still think how dare she because that is not his kid he has much 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 deeper relationships with two other kids that he actually were taking care of as his kids at the time but they can take care of themselves I don't care what she know the, who is uh, Rick Jr. they can taking move out and of? drive a car right now they can who is Rick me? taking care of because I am fully convinced that this is nowhere near the Dead City timeline and he hasn't been gone anywhere near as long as Maggie. Well, I guess all I'm saying is that <laughs> we, we agree that found family is a thing. Mm-hmm. Family is whoever is, some people say, whoever is with you at the time that I disagree makes you that. feel happy. Well, right. the thing is, she's desperate for him to stay. And sometimes when you're desperate, you say hurtful things. True. You're just doing just what your dad did. Well, maybe that would jar him into saying, yeah, I am. and I'll, Or at least to think right. about what he's doing too and she doesn't want to come out and say anything either mitchell just joined a tier. Yay. i don't know what it was but thank you mitchell it's good to have you aboard again she's tried please she's tried laurent as an excuse and as a last ditch thing she's throwing look let me try throwing this out there that's a terrible thing to do with somebody that's been through so much trauma 
I, I want to make it very clear, Kira, that I feel the same as, way as you. I don't disagree with the feelings part, that, that mm, part of you that goes, wait, did she just, right? That <laughs> right. is in me too. But as always, we got to do the thing where, or at least I do. I try to always look at it from a different right. angle. Right. I was looking All, at always trying to look at it from her and this is traumatic for her, for Daryl to just leave. How horrible. After all you him. said about a, a guy figure after, too. Right, well, I mean, the last after everything you've been through and you, I'm sorry, he's been looking at her and she's seen it for the last mm -hmm. three days and now you're just gonna leave without saying anything you're just gonna walk out the door and i mean she was probably a little angry oh yeah i'm sure she was but it's been yeah. the same story from the beginning he never said oh maybe i'll think about which is what he said too mm -hmm. yeah. i made a promise to them too now i'm gonna tell you my other side of the thing i'm very conflicted because i was also in my head going daryl are you freaking kidding me janae is coming what are you doing but <laughs> oh, oh. Okay. So I was feeling like that, but also I want him to go home. So it's just... I, I get again as a selfish watcher of w the Walking Dead. You you want your characters to go. I wanted Look Morgan to go home way. in season four. If sure. he goes home, then we're right back to where Daryl was before he came to France. Yeah, and this I'm going to tell point. you all that growth he has can be lost because he'll go back right to the same yeah. position he was in when he was there before. And this goes to the original question of why he was out there to begin with. Freeport, Maine, ends up on a boat to France. He says this to to Isabel. I was out there looking for something. He says specifically this. She says, wasn't the whole point of your journey to find something or what was out there? Mm -hmm. And he goes, it's the same story ever since I washed ashore. So Dara was looking for something that made his life worth living. So you can say anything you want about the kids being, of course, he loves the kids, but they're not his kids. Maybe there's something inside of him. When we open up the scene, the episode with, or when we end that opening scene with looking on Bill Dixon's body, I thought to myself in that moment, and of course you tie it neatly to the, to the gravesite at the end. I thought he He's looking at the grave and thinking to himself, I am three times older, at least, mm. than this young man, my grandfather, was when he died. He managed to squeeze out a kid before he left. And I have been in arrested development for the longest time in many respects, among which is not having a wife and a child of my own. You feel so much of your mortality in that one moment. And there's gratitude there, too, that thank God that you did, because I'm here now to help these people and to, to be living and alive and have lived through an apocalypse, whatever the magic sauce that led me to this moment. I'm grateful, but I'm also fearing my own mortality. But yeah, what, what was that sacrifice for? What was that secret sauce for if I can't live for myself? Or if I'm I'm, I'm sad about my own mortality that yes, I, I love all these people and I would die for them. But am I willing to die for myself? Am I willing to take a chance on me? So when you look at Isabel and Daryl's fight, of course you can say Isabel's a bit too much, but isn't Daryl not enough too? Isn't he not fighting at all? I get that the, the default logic position is to keep your first promise but then he's just completely denying by way of slipping out in the middle of the morning in the just dead of morning that was part of his instructions also though <laughs> Yes, but his instructions did not say to not say goodbye to everybody, by the way. Okay, this is getting a little bit personal right now. I had mentioned in a previous episode about how my dad would, when we were kids, we lived in Jersey. He would leave seven in the morning, work up until, and he would get back at 9 p.m. I'd never see him. And so the most I would get is in the morning, he would give me a kiss on the forehead before he left. And then when he came back home, you know what the saddest thing was when he stopped doing that? I remember it. I felt like, did I do something wrong? So imagine Laurent after everything they've been through and all the 
laughs that he's at the Rubik's cube and the blindfolding them to see if they could solve it in that one scene. And then him not saying goodbye to him, not even saying goodbye to him. That for me personally, that broke, that broke me a little bit, the thought. And I didn't think about it until Isabel shook me, as Sharon D says, shook me into really thinking about it. Yeah, that that's happened to me. And that's a father that I've grown up with all my life. And listen, I love my dad to death. No question. But it's, it made me think about some of his dubious, more dubious decisions. <laughs> life. And it does hurt. It doesn't matter if you know that they love you in the end when you're an adult and thinking logically. But as a kid, as smart and precocious as you are as long, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, it's still going to hurt. You shouldn't have to deal with that. And you shouldn't have to live with maybe thinking, oh, was I not enough? Because that's what a kid thinks when 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 they're abandoned. I wasn't enough to get him to stay. And he wasn't even around to say, it's not that you're not enough. Judith feels not enough. I think Judith knows. She said goodbye to Daryl. She waved goodbye to him. Not to never come back home. Well, he said goodbye he didn't slip out in the middle of the day Dude, well, he wasn't po- leaving to never come back either. Well, that's kind of my point, though. It feels like there's not much of a difference, but it's a huge difference. Kids walk away sometimes, even if they know logically later on, oh, he was just trying to spare me the hurt. That whole gap of time where you figure that out, you feel like absolute dog crap, and all the residual effects affect you later on in life. You still don't get over it, even though you logically know that it's not true. I think they want us to watch this show and forget the investments that we have in characters that Daryl does love and just say, oh, look, he has Isabel and Laurent now and we should be happy with that. And it's like, no, that's not. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. I really, really am. Because there is always going to be that feeling that we should be back. I don't feel that team, way at family. all. And here's the thing. Daryl's gone all the time, apparently. <laughs> He leaves and goes to do his business searching or whatever. He's gone all the time. So it's not like he's someone who's super uber present. And then all of a sudden he's just gone. He's already spending long amounts of time away. Oh my God. Isabel is the audience in in a way, but in like reverse, right? Isn't the audience like all about, you should come back. You should come back to team family. Yes. Let me say something hurtful to Daryl to get him to come back. Isn't Isabel in a sense, the audience that wants him to come back? Yes, she is. I think she feels like we do. If Daryl goes home, you don't have a show. That's true too. I mean, eventually you can you can make it that that yeah. can happen where everybody can come back with him or something. But, oh, this is a bigger point now. So we go back to U2 Seconds, right? The, the song U2, so, sorry, the song called Seconds by U2. And what that's supposed to tell you is that just like the Civic Republic military is everywhere. I think what, that's, what it's trying to tell you is that this song was created in response to global panic in response to the Cold War, but also atomic super powers across the world, of which France was one, but so was the USSR, so was America. And what that's supposed to tell you, this song played in conjunction with the Carol and Daryl, by the way, is that get ready for global conflict, probably. That's what I'm thinking too, yeah. That in the wind we have- World War Carol. World War Book of Carol. World War C. <laughs> yeah. World War Carol P. The fact that they said that the show, the season would always end with Daryl standing on a beach choosing to stay in France lets me know that or lets me feel like there is some kind of CRM connection and it's about to be global. Like we're going to need people. <laughs> You're comparing this to Rick at the in the last episode of The Walking Dead, are mm-hmm. you? Yeah. Right, right. The final scene where he's looking up at the helicopter on the shore, having just killed another walker. Yes. Very, 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 I like it. I like it a lot. The imagery is spot on. <laughs> Global thermonuclear war. Sorry. Kind of war games flashback there. Yeah, exactly. I guess, I don't know. I don't want him to stop wanting to go home. But at the same time, like you said, Sharon, they, like nobody wants him to revert back 
back to the Daryl of before. Yeah. And not not grabbing the ring. Bridget spent this whole time talking about how much she loves the growth he's had and she doesn't want Carol Mm -hmm. coming over to change that. But yet if Daryl goes home, he's going to go right back to being the old Daryl. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what's going to end up happening is that Carol's going to get roped into whatever this is. Oh, yeah. What what she was supposed to be roped into from the beginning with, by Mm -hmm. the way. (laughs) But let's ask the final question. I think this is the one question we want to ask before we go. Well, let me go to some comments first. Okay. Walking to Journal says, Laurent couldn't have followed Daryl. I think it's illusion, right? I said that before. Well, says, no, I still did not like Quinn, <laughs> Quinn. essentially. Ah, <laughs> uh, Walani, come on, man. I need an ally. Walani says he was dying anyhow. Thank you for the subscription, Mitchell. Oh, and it's a Whispers tier. Thank you for the Whispers tier subscription. Well, then get ready for some merch if you really, really want half price off merch. That's what Whispers get minimum. Okay, so the question is, can you even imagine what the series would have looked like with Carol in it from the beginning? Or do you feel like in a sense that you're kind of glad that it was just Daryl, that we got to focus in on some of the more other sides of Daryl? Because I feel like maybe Isabel might have been the stand-in for for Carol in some sense. I don't know if I don't know if Clemence oh. Pose was Poese was supposed to be um a part of this from the beginning. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I may be talking out of my butt, but do you feel like you're glad that maybe Carol wasn't involved or Melissa McBride wasn't involved in the in this first season? That we're glad what we got what we got. I don't want anyone to think that I dislike Carol because I don't. I think she's badass. I think she's an awesome character. But I But you like Daryl more. That's all. I love the fact that we got Daryl by himself. I just I just love it. Yeah, it's one of those things that you don't really think about focusing in and honing in on Daryl. And I was never, ever a Daryl fan, ever. There were moments where I was like, oh, I'm, I, I would be really upset if he died right here with the alpha fight in season mm. 10, I think it was. Mm-hmm. But I, I couldn't care less. I got to admit, the series made me like Daryl a lot. If Daryl dies, we riot. I was one of those people. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not. I'm still a story above everything else. Man, jeez. <laughs> you know, listen, you love what you love. But Sharon D, I got to ask, are, are, in a way, are you glad that it was just Daryl and not Daryl and Carol? Yes, because otherwise it would have been, and I don't want to get the hate from the shippers, it would have been Carol, 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 Carol. Mm-hmm. And that is... The audience meeting. Yeah, right, yeah. right. That. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Carol, and nothing against Carol. I love Melissa McBride, but I think not having Carol on this was a better choice. At least at least right away. Like a beautiful accident. Unless, yeah. unless they were going to do the show that I predicted was, which was... <laughs> Which is Daryl walking Walker Daryl around, which because I would have been totally down for that. <laughs> I feel like we've referenced that every single episode, thanks to the art concept that we we fleshed out finally, which you can get from the merch store, Mitchell, for half price on the whisper because you're in the whispers tier, and so can you, T- Kira, because you're in the survivors tier, and you can be on here with us when we do these episode breakdowns. Which two weeks sadly, and I'm making an order. Sadly, I think we've come to an end, right? I think yes. so, right? You shot my man. Da, 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 this happens, that happens, ba ba ba, and I know we miss things. But however, I'm very happy that we got to have the conversation that we had because I think I, I think we hit on all the big beats of the things that we like to talk about, which is decisions, people making decisions, having deeper conversations. And maybe it's not all always about the Easter eggs and the references. And I'm glad we got to say things that I never would have thought of, like Merle and Daryl in the pit and Woodbury. I'm really happy with this, this season finale. Yeah, I was. I feel like for me, though, I, that's why I asked the question in the beginning. Do you feel like this ending was satisfactory? And I think because that we were left on this interesting cliffhanger where does he choose to stay? Does he choose to, to go? We know that he stays. Obviously, we know that he stays. Maybe. I don't know. Probably. But the manner in, in which they did it, that's what bugged me a little bit. Is it satisfying? Sure. Because they could have ended it right here and you could have make, it up, make up your own mind and your own yeah. imagination what happens after that. Yeah. It's like Dead City again. <laughs> it sense. I have a funny for you guys. So, you know, at the end, he realizes, oh, I'm crying. The boat is right there. So I got to get out of here. He goes and he lets the boat know, like, I'm here for you. <laughs> 
Richie said, then the boat did the walker signal. <laughs> and he turned around and all the walkers started coming out of the woodwork. <laughs> Wait, what's the walker signal? I mean, he flashed Daryl, like basically saying, I see you, like I'm acknowledging that okay, I see okay. you. But right after that is when all the walkers came out. So Richie said he sent the walker signal. He was signaling yeah. for the walkers to come out and eat. A bat, I mean, also, like a bat also yelling, yelling that loudly on the beach would have been the thing. You don't need. <laughs> I mean, come on. And it's not like we haven't seen lurkers before. Right? They're they're in the tall grass and mm-hmm. they start coming out from the woodwork. He could have walked silently and made it to the boat, no problem. But he yelled at the boat, and that was the thing, everybody. <laughs> Which lends to the idea that maybe this was an illusion, too, because all those walkers coming out of the woodwork, the beaches of Normandy, see them crawling out of the appears. cave. They were crawling yes. out of the cave on the, underneath yes. the bluff. I did not see that, yeah. but now I'm going to pay closer attention to it's that. It's awesome. That was the, by the way, this is the moment where I'm, I'm on second watch. I'm like, okay, I'm running late. I need to finish yeah. this up. I need to get to the show, which, by the way, is over. So if you like what <laughs> you've heard, head over to ratethispodcast.com slash squawking dead. Five stars and an aubergine is all, all we need to know. You love us, but tell us what you liked. Tell us what you didn't like. Well, and tell us what, what we definitely missed. But remember to tell us after every episode. And if you really like what we've done and you really want more of it, well, consider because we're not always going to live stream right mitchell you're a whispers to your men- member right you know this as well as anybody else well most of the time we do pre-recorded shows and t- in order to be in the real-time chat as we record while we're doing these shows that we pre-record and have better quality well there's only one way to get the schedule for those recording sessions which are free to attend and that's if you just follow us for free on either kofi or patreon that's ko-fi.com slash or patreon.com slash you don't have to buy us a coffee for access to our our unedited episode recordings and you don't have to join a membership tier for as little as a dollar a month to get access to our discord all you really need to do is follow us for free you'll get the recording schedules when they're posted usually a day in advance or like 12 hours at the very least or on the day of which is terrible of me but i do it anyway but surprise you can join us in the recordings if you really really like us you can tip us for access to the unedited episode recordings and you can be like mitchell and join a membership tier and at least receive access to our discord if not our undying love and also other perks as well like if you're in the survivors here you can join us on screen for these episode breakdowns if you're in the whispers here you can join us during our jackbox games live streams of which i'm praying for because that means that i have, have enough time to do those streams and also whispers and survivor tier members also receive 50 percent off in the merch store as well as the following shout outs at the end of every episode which is we only do this when we're live in the survivor series we have <clears throat> connie dixon for life that's takira right here right now ko-fi.com slash connie dixon the number for L-Y-F-E at Real Ryan GM on Twitter Linda Peck Athens who you can reach at ko-fi.com slash fanartlindy and of course at Jones 71 on Instagram or at jonesaj6 on Twitter who also hosts a podcast called Relishing the Dead who just had a charity auction we should have talked about this a little bit more but you should follow her Facebook group or their Facebook group and check more of that out later on to our Whispers tier members we've got of course newly minted Whispers tier member Mitchell who you can reach at at I found them Rick G on Twitter. Of course, we've got both at Sandy.d.morrison and at Lois.martin.54 on Facebook as well. At Tyler Philip Cox on both Instagram and Twitter. Aiden Atkin, who you can reach at ko-fi.com slash Aiden Atkin. And of course, at Judith.morn on Instagram. Thank you, everybody, for being a part of these conversations, this wonderful, wonderful series that I feel very, very blessed to have broken down. I love that the Walking Dead universe is not phoning it in. The 
really, really honing in on these characters who, we grow, who we've grown to love so much, and now they can build out the rest of the universe. Would you agree with that? I wish I could say the same about Fear. Well, Fre- Fear was the prototype, right? He's the firstborn dumb child, right? That we <laughs> didn't quite get the parenting right on. <laughs> like me, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Daryl Dixon then, is is a is this is a pleasant surprise because I really did not expect to like it and I really love it so it's a very pleasant yeah, it really was a pleasant too. surprise it's the one I was looking forward to hey no shade on Dead City but there's something about listen I live in New York City so it's nice to see where you live it's just mm-hmm. such it's a different really, really tone cool. it's a very very yeah. different tone yeah it's not as fu and kinetic and right. high tension all the time with Daryl Dixon like I said in the first episode probably the most laid back. There's a bit more breathing room, isn't there? It's the most laid-back version of The Walking Dead we've gotten so far. I wouldn't say laid-back, but I would say there's breathing room to tell a story. It's like a calm over the show somehow. It's like the Downton Abbey of Walking Dead shows. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which, if you remember who the uh, these episodes revolve, revolve around, you wouldn't think Daryl right. Dixon at all. And yet, here we are. And that says a lot about this series. So, thank you for joining us for the entire series. And we hope you join us next week as we talk about the final six episodes of Fear the Walking Dead, which are promised to be great. I just hope that's true. <laughs> hey, listen, we're... <laughs> We, we all love this. We all love fear. We do. Yeah. And so that's that's why we say that. I'm here for June all the way. So I'm here for Alicia and she's not even here. I'm here for the story. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us tonight. We really love you. Thank you for being here. Good night. Good night. Bye.